The following program is rated M-A-L. It contains strong language. It is intended only for mature audiences. This week on the 5-Minute Warning. These are the most progressive people ever. The first people ever to press charges on somebody for having bad breath. Like, how many times have you been stuck in a conversation with somebody and you wish you could arrest them for that? If you're of an opinion when it comes to Black Lives Matter and reform the police that is diametrically opposed to mine, you're not going to enjoy these books. And to be perfectly frank, I don't want you to enjoy these books. Hold on, man. Did you just use the term bioinfrastructure? That might be the biggest word that's ever been on this show. This dude showed up with a pool floaty with no pool. I will never come out of that. This is the only thing I got out of it because when I read it, I read it three times to make sure that what I read was actually what I'm reading. I'm like, are you for real? The five minute warning. Okay, students, this is your five minute warning. I repeat, five minute warning. Silence. This is the five minute warning with Ruben Brown. Happening right now. Hello, everyone. Once again, another episode of the five minute warning. I am so glad that you have joined us today. This is actually a pretty cool episode. Um, yes, as you can tell, there are three of us. However, Mo B has not turned white. <laughs> that is JD. And we'll introduce you in a second. But of course, we do have AG always on the ones and twos. What's happening, y'all? How you doing? Um, we appreciate you listening to us either on Facebook Watch or on Twitch. Um, we are also looking to expand to maybe YouTube and some other stuff, but until all the business goes down, I can't really talk about it. Um, it really, it's nothing to talk about. I just, I feel like I should say that. It makes it sound important. But today, uh, Moby will be joining us later, um, hopefully. Um, he's, from what I can tell, he's not under the weather. He just ain't here. So, but we do have... JD, I hope I don't butcher your name. Coonigan? Yes. Ah, Ah. yes. Yes. No problem. I was going to say Coonigan. I thought it was Coonigan, but okay. Coonigan. All right. All right. So thank you. Uh, JD will call you for joining the show. Um, Thanks for having me. Ah, no problem. You know, we'll get into a little bit of the the books and stuff that you've written. um, And what's the future of your books. So we'll get to that in a little bit, but I have to talk about something first that's a little bit more important, unfortunately. Not not saying that you're not important, but you know, I feel like I have to get this off my chest early in the in the in the show. As you can tell, your boy I knew it was coming is wearing the aforementioned Redskin, well, Washington football team, old jersey, because as everybody know, we did a little work yeah. yesterday. Yeah. Just, a, just a little bit. But I will say this. We did have help from your coach. So thank your coach. What, you did, know, our coach because, do, what did our coach do in particular that helped y'all? Well, I mean, fourth quarter, fourth and 10 on that 23, a fake punt. 
not the smartest idea. Okay, I wasn't there for that. I didn't see that. Nah. Well, it was 20 to 16 going into the fourth quarter. Right. And then the rails just came off. Yeah, it did. Like, I, I guess did. they decided, hey, we tank it for Trevor, for Trevor so we ain't got to pay the other dude. So, <laughs> yeah. And basically, the, the, the real messed up part about it was that after they decided that they want to, they wanted to not play good special teams and stuff like that, simply what happened was Gibson got the ball, 23 yards, came to a touchdown, and to make it worse, about the five-yard line, he turned around and waved bye to whoever was chasing him in a <laughs> in a Cows uniform. Now, I have re- rechristened the Dallas Cowboys as Cows, the Dallas Cows, because it is not fair to put a gender on something so terrible. It's just not. Okay. They, they're bad. They're a bad team. And nothing should be associated. And I almost feel bad calling them just cows, but I feel like I have no other options. So right now, for the rest of the season at least, to me, they will be called the Dallas Cows. And I hope I don't offend any cows, but it is what it is, man. I mean, it, you know, what, I think it was 41-16, really? I mean, if we're not good. We're, the Washington football team is not good. We're playing with house money. If we make the playoffs, if we win a division, awesome. Are we looking to? Heck no. Four and seven, we should be like, uh, let me say we about to get the eighth and ninth pick in the draft. Who are we looking at? Nah, we got people out here talking about playoffs. And I'm just like, meh. Well, I mean, really I mean, it's truthful. I mean, all it takes, all it's going to take is like maybe six wins to get in for sure. I mean, y'all in first place now. I mean, we got four wins. We're four and seven. There are five wins. There are five games left. I mean, I would probably say seven simply because the Giants have the tiebreaker over us and the Eagles have the tie. I, still, I still said six games. This should do it. Because all the teams that all the teams that you mentioned are as awful. So, but you know we're we're the only team that was supposed to be awful. Like yeah, we're I, I agree. Terrible. I agree. Well, the you and the Giants. I don't think anybody expected too too much out of the Giants, but essentially that's a true statement. Well, yeah, Danny Dimes is trying to get his money back. So, you know, because right now in the last season he was called Danny Pennies. And I think he's like Danny Nichols right now. So. I mean, he's trying, but you know, when you're running, you know, down the field and you trip on your own feet, I mean, that happens to a lot of people, dude. You know what? It doesn't happen to people on national TV. <laughs> Never mind. I'm sorry. So, <laughs> I, I forgot. I forgot who I was talking to. Never mind. I mean, I'm just trying to be real about it, man. You're, you're trying, trying to be, to be something. It. You're trying to be something, but okay. But. You know, I figure we got to start the show by celebrating the absolute destruction and impotence of the Dallas Cows. So, you know, it was there it, was, we go. it was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. I mean, it was 2016 going to fourth quarter, man. It was a close game. I was like, the Cows may beat us. No, nah, I, I never thought it was. I never really thought it was close. I mean, the score might have said that, but I never really thought it was close. I mean, and then once... Um, 
Alex Smith threw off his back foot falling down to the ground. He threw an interception. And you would think it would be a pick six until, um, you know, we had our own um, G.J. McCaff, you know, come and stop him. So that that was awesome. But I mean, and that was the beginning of the end as far as I was concerned. And it wasn't it wasn't the initial tackle at the two or three or whatever it was. It was everything that happened after that. And they got forced into a field goal. I was like, this game is so over. That's probably why I wasn't paying attention to anything else after that. I knew we were going to lose when that, when that happened. I was like, really? Okay, never mind. It wasn't meant for them. No. But I digress. Enough of, enough of enough happiness, gloating. sadness. Enough gloating? Um, I don't think it's gloating. I think it's just more truth. And I say it's just it's like Trump doesn't think the election was illegal, right? Man, we're going to talk about that a little later. Because, <laughs> I mean... You know, we almost we almost made one one show without talking about that dude directly. Dude, we'll Came be, very we'll be, close. It will be two years into Biden's uh, presidency. We'll still be talking about that dude. Don't even worry. God, about I hope it. not. Yes, don't I even hope try. Not. I've been trying to tell you this for about a year now. I need for us to go back to talking about crazy people doing dumb stuff. Well, that's kind of what Trump. Well, is. well that is crazy people well, doing dumb see, stuff. That's, well, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. But it, shouldn't, but it shouldn't be the same crazy person doing the same dumb stuff. But the show writes itself, though. I'm just saying, man. I mean, it, it is. It's true. <laughs> but we'll get to that a little bit later. So, JD, so I guess to be open and fair and honest, we've known each other for what, like 18 years, basically, on and off, something like that? Something like that, yeah. Been a long, long time. It's, it's getting to be too long. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you can only get so much of me, I guess. Um, well, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about the, I think back to college was that long ago. No. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And then I realized you realize how old you're getting, and and I was already older. <laughs> so yeah, you were. So, I guess quick quick history lesson. Back in the early 2000s, I decided at the age of 30 that I was going to go back to school and get my degree from Old Dominion University in North Virginia. Which it did. 2006. I walked. I didn't trip. He's, so that point, was awesome. he's pointing at it. <laughs> he's pointing at his diploma. I wish yeah. I had one of those. I need to get I one mean, of those. I mean, mine was around here somewhere. I moved it because I didn't need people to see information. Why not? So, I don't know. Come on. I'm just, it's whatever. So, um, where did it? Oh, I put it over there. So, during this time, I truly decided that I wanted to be re-immersed in the college life at the age of 30. I'm gonna live on a closer campus. I'm gonna work a job and I'm gonna go to school. And me and some friends got a house about two blocks from campus, which I watched school every day, which was awesome. No, it wasn't, it was terrible. Um, But then it was also during the time where Xbox came out and so yes, as a 30-year-old man trying to go back to school and reimmerse himself, he also reimmersed himself in video games. And there were some days where Halo won and <laughs> Odomain did not. I was gonna say video games are the death of every college student. <laughs> yep. I did say I was gonna go through the whole rigmarole of college. So I did. And um so I got into WOD radio, which was uh, I had a show 
I don't even know what time I had a show. I would just play music that I wanted to play because that's what you do in college at a college radio station. And then I met uh, a guy named Twinkie, um, Jason Bryant. And, you know, he was um, big into wrestling and stuff like that. And somehow we got to talking. We talked about recreating WOD Sports. And then through that, I met JD. And then we started, we got in good with, you know, the athletics department, I would say. And between him and I and Jason and Moby, ah, and guess who just popped in? There's Moby. Hey, it's the grown man. What's up, buddy? What's going on? Oh, man, we, don't, we don't raise our standards. We have celebrity up in here. <laughs> <laughs> the old I gang mean, back together. <laughs> the funny part about that, Moby, I'm literally telling the story about JD and I, and then I see, oh, I literally just mentioned your name, and you popped up. And I was like, well, and so, um, you know, WOD Sports came back to life. We called the first male game, men's game in the TED, which was awesome, um, against North Carolina. Um, and then we called the games for years after that. Um, you know, we've had some highlights, I, I would say. We had our own sports show, um, Us Three, which was interesting, to say the least. Um, you know, and then we called multiple games together. We got we got to call the NCAA tournament game, which is awesome. Um, we well, called we call one half of the game. Well, it's like no, a no, half. We, 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 we called the full game. What what yeah, helped us right. out was what helped us out was the game before ours went to overtime. Yes, that's right. And, and we because of, the o- the only reason we were able to get there before tip off was because. It was Syracuse and Vermont. Yep, Syracuse, Vermont. Syracuse and Vermont. That game went to overtime. And that's the only reason we made it to the arena and we were able to get on the air before the game started. Um, we played Michigan State that year. And I remember the first person I seen when we walk in is Carol Hudson, who was the SID at, at ODU. And he was instrumental to all three of us. Yeah. But he's the first one I see. And he, he gives us this look like y'all are just now getting here. Which, you know, when you're in college radio, you have no budget. We're driving up to Massachusetts that okay. day. Might, might have been one of the worst drives ever. Not a might have been. That's, from my record, <laughs> yeah, that's probably, yeah, the worst, no. probably the worst nope. drive I've ever been on. I mean, it was like a six or seven hour drive. It took us 12 hours. It, I don't, it was the worst. Is that that what, one you were saying it was supposed to be snowing or something? What, Bad what, weather? What, what, what's... What's weird is when we came back the day after, and I mentioned this to to, uh, to Ruben before, I had no voice. My voice started going during the second half of the game. But we're driving back, and for some reason, we pull off the interstate, and uh, next thing I know, we're in the parking lot of a Toys R Us in Brooklyn. No, it was the Bronx. It was the Bronx. Yeah. Oh, wow. the Bronx. Okay. I had no idea what was going on. <laughs> I, I, just, I just knew I couldn't talk. Because we had talked about doing the women's game at Duke. Like, no, the, the women were in Minnesota. Oh, oh, we won't go in there. That's too far. Well, the, 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 student, the student activities office wanted us to do both, but they I wouldn't mean, pay us to go to do both. Yeah, they weren't going to fly us or nothing. So, whatever. You put us on a plane. That's a and besides, and besides back, back then, the women made the NCAA tournament every year. 
Yeah. Yeah. So this was the first time the men had gone in like a decade. So and, that, and that's why we had to go there because right. plus it was Connecticut. It was drivable, or so we thought. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't yeah. Connecticut. It was it was like yeah. Worcester, Massachusetts. Yep. Worcester, oh, Massachusetts. Yeah, it was Worcester, Massachusetts, man. I thought it was Mohegan Sun. Oh, man, I don't know. It's, I don't think Mohegan <laughs> Sun was open yet. I don't even know, man. All I know it was a long drive, and it took way longer than it should have. And we got to the hotel, changed in probably like ten minutes, which was crazy. And we were hustling because we were still about forty minutes away from the arena, and we're just like keeping it overtime, keeping it overtime. And they did, so it was awesome. But yeah, I mean, that was. You know, that was probably one of the cooler moments. Um, you know, we had, you know, we've had, you know, some of the guests that we would have after the games were pretty cool. Um, you know, we also... Vasilius is always the favorite. Father Vasilius. <laughs> yes. He was always funny. And then we had the group of guys behind us um, who liked Yonko. And they were called... Somehow somebody named them the Yonkalites. I don't know where the hell that came from. But... Yeah, that's that was that. And then, of course, I would think probably for me, the craziest game I ever called was when Moby and I went to Drexel and Jeff was at the station. And that was the first game I ever was on. Was it? Yeah, that was my first game. Uh, and I never called play by play. Whole it's new there. respect for play by play, man. All day, all, I, I understood what JD was doing because JD called play by play, and it was just like, I'm sitting here, I'm trying, and I got the hang of it, but it was, it was crazy. But the craziest part about it was, it was a game winning basket for us, and we won. We were us. It was us in the ESPN local. Um. Radio team, FM radio team. And we ended up getting, um, uh, who made that winning shot? I can't remember Dahi. his name. Yeah, Dahi. And we ended up getting Dahi, which was dope because we never get like the hero. <laughs> so we got Dahi. And the coolest thing is we're interviewing him. And literally, I lie to you not, at Drexel, their basketball court is like everything. Literally to the volleyball court yeah. right afterwards. They converted to volleyball in like 10 minutes. <laughs> and before we got off the air, they're playing volleyball, like rec league volleyball. It was crazy. And it was just like, what? And then it was like three levels and all. I mean, but I guess in the middle of the city, you kind of got to do it all. But yeah, that was that was crazy. But yeah, so, I mean, we spent a lot of, I would say we spent a lot of college time together, especially with sports. And now, you know, shoot, I don't know, 10 plus years later, you know, we got, I'm on a podcast, I got a podcast, you know, and JD's writing books all day. So I guess the first question is, what, like, what was, why do you want to write books? Well, interestingly, interestingly enough, all, all, of, all of that stemmed from the life I had before I met all y'all. Back in middle and high school, I was a big comic book geek, and I wanted to be a comic book writer. I wanted Me to be too. a comic book artist. So when I originally enrolled at ODU, it was to be an artist. I was studying to be an art major because I had applied to the Savannah College of Art and Design in Georgia, and they accepted me, which was great. Wait, you, you applied to SCAD? Yeah. 
<laughs> man that, that was I, I used to live right down the street from scad like when they first started the program <laughs> why, why did you, scad sounds really bad that's just what they called it savannah kaiser art and design scad <laughs> well the problem the problem was tuition was twenty four thousand, and they were only giving me 12 grand in aid I can see that being a problem. Out of state. No problem. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not great at math, but even I could do that equation. So I wound up getting into ODU, and I wound up going to ODU because they were giving me twelve grand in aid, but the bill was only nine grand. So I can do that math too. This guy's making money going to school. <laughs> so two years in, I come to realize that being an art student is a lot different than being an artist, and I decide I don't want to do it anymore. But I still like the writing aspect of things, so I switched over to journalism in the English department. And before I joined WODU, I was actually at the Mason Crown, the student newspaper. Yeah. Um, there was a time that I was the sports department at the newspaper. So there was a period of time, about a year and a half to two years, where I'm calling the games on the radio and I'm writing the story in the paper. Um, there was one time where me and uh, another guy we did radio with, Andre Jones, we went and called a game at James Madison. Well, to get there, we had to take the fan bus, which meant that pretty much as soon as the game was over, we had to be on the bus to come back. So I couldn't stick around for the post-game press conference. So I wound up asking Harry Minium, who was the beat writer at the Virginian Pilot, if he would send me some quotes from the press conference that I could use in my story. I gave him credit and everything. Fortunately, I don't know what possessed him to help me out, but he did, and I'm forever grateful to him for it. But I got so wound up in the sports world that there for, from the period that we met till I graduated in 2006, I wasn't doing a whole lot of writing. I had taken all my creative stuff and I had shelved it because I was too busy with the sports stuff and it looked like that was where my career was going to take me. And sure enough, that's that's where it has taken me. Not exactly where I thought I would be, but, you know, it's a good living. Gotta do once, once I got out of college, um, slowly but surely the creative itch came back. So slowly but surely I started dipping my toes in the water. And then about... 2014 I finally finished one of my books for the first time ever it was the first time I had ever started a book and actually finished it and then I just decided why not put my why put myself through the boring painstakingly dull process of trying to find an agent and a publisher and all that and just publish it myself you know with the internet being what it is today and Amazon being what it is if you write a book, you can publish it yourself. You don't have to wait for somebody else to tell you, yeah, what you wrote is good enough for publishing. You can do it yourself. It's a lot more work because if you sign up with a traditional publisher, you give them your work and then they handle the editing, they handle the book cover, they handle marketing and release dates and press junkets and all of that. All you have to worry about is writing the book. Well, when you self-publish, everything that I just mentioned, I'm responsible for. I have to write the book, then I have to edit it, I have to have somebody else edit it, I gotta worry about a cover, marketing, all of that. It's all on me. Now, that sounds like a lot of work, and it is, but 
I, I like the control it gives me because I know I, I'm in control every step of the way. I don't have a company looking over my shoulder going, we don't like that. We think you should change it to this. So nowadays I've got six books I've published so far and nice. they're all exactly the way I wanted to write them because while it's a lot of work, it's also, I have control over every step of the process. Nice, nice. So um, has anybody reached out to maybe take some of that control for you? No, no, awesome. not, no not yet. Okay. Now that, that, that's not to say someday down the road, I won't pursue traditional publishing because there are a lot of writers today who are a combination of both. They've got some work they publish themselves and some that they go for one of the big publishers for. But that's a lot of extra work and a lot of time. You got to learn how to write a query letter. You got to look for an agent. You got to submit your stuff and you can go weeks or months at a time before you hear back. And nine times out of 10, the answer you're going to hear is no. So I'm not saying I'll never do it, but right now it's, it's, it's not where I want to be publishing wise. Awesome. Awesome. So, you know, um, and I know AG is, has started to read a couple books. Um, I believe her name is Jill Anderson. Yep. Yeah, Jill yep. Anderson. Yeah. So what, I mean, so I guess first thing, Jill Anderson is probably the protagonist of your, of your, your um, novels, I would say. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah. Um, yeah. My series, uh, it's a combination murder mystery superhero book. She's a cop and a superhero, which when I, I created her when I was 15, it was the first time I ever created it. And I just like the concept of a cop who's also a superhero. Now that I'm almost 40 and, and things are the way they are, that's become a little interesting to write sometimes. <laughs> but it, she's not the first character I created, but she's, first, she's the first character I published. So I, I, I've got a special place for her and I don't see myself not writing her anytime soon. Okay, and guys jump in, you know, if you have a question. But before somebody jump, I'm gonna ask one more question. So, what, so one of the things, I, I wish we could have had you on the show months ago, um, just when the world seemed like it was blowing up. Mm -hmm. But, you know, having um, writing, writing for, writing police, and with the world the way it was six to eight months ago, how did that, well, first of all, did that affect anything um, as far as how you thought about writing or did it cause you to go back and think about how you wrote Jill before or anything like that? Well, and, and this is really the sad commentary on where we are. Um, I wrote and published a book in 2016 called Behind the Badge. It's the third book in the series. And the story of that one is almost literally ripped from the headlines. I pulled a law and order um, uh, on this. No, uh, no. The, the, the Freddie Gray case in Baltimore, where he, he they threw him in the back of one of their tactical vans and he got busted up and he wound up dying in the hospital. So the case in that book wound up mirroring the Freddie Gray case to an extent. 
And that was, what, four years ago I wrote that book. Mm -hmm. And not only are we still dealing with these issues, in some ways they seem like they're worse than they were back then. And really when I wrote it, it was just a case of me wanting to know how would Jill react to a case like that? Because when I, when I write Jill as a cop, I like to write her as, as cops should be. Okay. What we all like to think a good cop is. So I, I wrote it really wanting to see how would she react if she's thrown into a situation where her murder victim is someone who was killed by her own colleagues. And the most difficult part of writing that was writing it in such a way that it was true to who she is, while at the same time, it didn't feel like I was trying to stand up and preach to people. Um, I'm, I'm very much on the Black Lives Matter, reform the police side of the fence. I, I was back then, I still am now. And to answer your question, yes, that does color the way I write these books and the way I write this series. Even so much as to the point of, do, do I want to consider a future in which Jill's no longer a cop? Do, 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 I, do I take this series and the storyline to the logical conclusion that she operates within a department that is at its essence corrupt? which is not all that far from reality because Baltimore police have been corrupt for seemingly forever. Um, my grandmother lives up in Western Maryland and they get one of the Baltimore TV stations. And it seems like every other story on the Baltimore Evening News is either a, a homicide or the cops are being accused of, of doing something. So, I don't think you can write anything involving law enforcement and not have current events color the way you write it, even if you don't do it consciously. Mm -hmm. But I, I think part of the reason we view law enforcement the way we do as a society is due in part to the fiction that surrounds. I mean, look at all the shows on television. You know, we've got three different law and orders how many different CSIs, um, Blue Bloods. You know, we've got shows about federal law enforcement, the FBI, NCIS, all of that stuff. So I think we see that and we think that's what law enforcement really is. And then we see the reality of what they're doing and it, it doesn't mesh. So I, I think the, the, the fiction of police work colors our perceptions of it and i think if i'm not tackling that in some way then i, I don't want to say i'm liable or responsible but at the same time there is a disconnect there between in the real world we need to refund the police but here in my fiction i'm not touching any of that at all okay awesome well, I, I was kind of going to jump in. Um, you know, um, I'm going to ruin my street cred here, but I'm actually a really big reader. I, I, I do a lot of reading. And I remember back when, you know, me and you were um, at WOD, we, I used to talk to you because, you know, y'all two are big comic book 
nerds as they would say and i'm a comic book fan too just maybe not on the on the front on the you know you gotta dig a little deeper to find out my comic book comic book (laughs) (laughs) but but i'm also um an avid reader of a lot of political and law books like i was wondering like um who are some writers that you know you read because like i I read ben coe's brad thor um vince flynn i'm i'm big on those which I just downloaded um, Bounty, the first one. So I'm going to start reading that because I'm interested to see how you meshed the law into the sci-fi because that's that's a really interesting and I feel like a very difficult thing to mesh without it, you know, either leaning on corny or leaning on like too, too politicized. So, I mean, I'm interested... <laughs> so I mean, it, I, it, I know you're on a balancing act with that. Try to do a, yes. a true life detective thing, and then oh, but she has superpowers. <laughs> it, it is it is a, it is a balancing act. It, it's not one I always get right. Um, what you ask about some of the some of the writers I read, I'm I'm starting to dive a bit a lot more into nonfiction reading as well. I read political books. Um, I, I read a book earlier this year by. Eric Tyson, Eric Michael Tyson, I think that's his name. It, it was a book about Barack Obama's presidency. It was called The Black President, or President While Being Black, or something like that. And it was eye-opening. Now, I, I understood on a surface level that that race played a factor in his eight years and the mess that has followed in the four years since. I didn't understand to what extent because clearly. But, and I just started reading um, his memoir, A Promise Lamp, that, that he just took out, put out this week. I think one of the things I have to start doing is reading more black voices. And not just for my own education, but to your point about how does that seep into my work? Particularly when, you know, Baltimore is in a lot of areas, a very densely populated African-American city. And I can't not go there as an author, but if I'm going to go there, I need to be equipped with knowledge. Not firsthand knowledge because, (laughs) but to your point, sorry, man, you've been to a few cookouts. It's okay. <laughs> but to, to your point, it is a balancing act because I do feel like my my books have a point to make, but at the same time, I can't beat people over the head with them because people can tell when you're beating them over the head with something, and that turns them off. Because at the end of the day, these are still works of fiction. Um, so I, I have to be true to what the characters in the city they inhabit are, and I have to be true to my own opinions. And I understand that's going to turn some people off. Um, the book I mentioned, Behind the Badge, it is by far my worst selling book. I, I literally, there are five books in the series. I literally have people who will read one, two, then skip to four and five. Wow. Never mind the fact that there are plot elements in Behind the Badge that affect the later books. People will, people will read the synopsis for Behind the Badge and decide, I don't want to read that. And I can't make them read it. 
But at the same time, I've come to the conclusion that if you're of an opinion when it comes to Black Lives Matter and reform the police that is diametrically opposed to mine, you're not going to enjoy these books. And to be perfectly frank, I don't want you to enjoy these books. Um, Kurt Cobain, the late singer of Nirvana, once said that he didn't want sexists, racists, and homophobes to buy his band's music. He didn't want those people as fans. And, and I feel the same way. And the one bright spot of the Trumpian era, so to speak, is the people on that side are so loud and so upfront about this sort of thing that they're easy to spot. And they, they can come after me all they want. I'm not changing who I am. I'm not changing what I write. And, and they can scream at me all they want that they're not going to buy my books. I am perfectly fine with that. Now, I will, now, I will, I will take the financial loss to know they're not in my corner. Now, now, when you were were writing the the third book, did you make that choice beforehand, or was that just like a unintended consequence that, on later reflection, you've realized that you you kind of alienated a pocket of people? It it wasn't as it wasn't a decision, but I knew when I wrote it that you know there are some people who are not going to like what this book has to say. But it goes back to what I said earlier about being true to the characters, being true to myself. And the, the fact that that book is just one fictionalized example of a problem that we see over and over and over and over and over again. If, if, if the fact that I wrote about it upset somebody that badly, I, that's A, that's not my problem. B, I'm not going to cater my writing to you like that. I'm going to write the story that needs to be written and the people who write who like it will like it and the people who don't oh well there's plenty of other books out there for you all right all right ag you got anything no actually y'all answered all the questions that i had written down um the only thing i do have i mean you kind of you kind of touched on it before but when you developed jill when you were 15 how long did it take you to come to some sort of conclusion at that point? Because, you know, I mean, every character has an arc and it changes over time as you get older or whatever. But that initial that initial spark, how long did it take you to develop a character? Uh, oof. Years. OK, um, partly because you know, when I created her, I had created all these other characters. And for a couple of years, I was focusing a lot more on them than I was on her. OK. Um, when I created her, the, the, the literal thought process was, I already have a male superhero for a book there. I need a female superhero. Boom, there she is. I'll work on her book later. But then, like I said, once I got to college, figured out art wasn't really my thing anymore, and then I met these other two knuckleheads, and then started going along the, the, the sports media route. Jill kind of sat quiet for a long time and I didn't really revisit her until I got out of school and decided I wanted to do something a little bit more than just work nine to five. So it it took years before she became anything more than just, hey, this would be a cool character for me to do one day. Okay. It wasn't until about 10 years ago that she actually came to me full-fledged as in, 
here are my personality traits here's my origin story xyz and all the other stuff okay it was a very long slow drawn out process because i picked the i went out and bought the i didn't go out and buy anything i got on amazon because <laughs> you know ain't nobody trying to leave because i ain't trying to leave the house don't worry about that but anyway hey, I, <laughs> I, I got um betrayal which i wanted to get the last one but then i was like i went through everything i said i think all these are connected but i didn't catch that this was a superhero at all until like maybe the first like four or five pages i was like is this some wolverine stuff going on so and then i looked back at the uh the cover and i was like okay she's got some sort of metal ex a metal skeleton some bio infrastructure that's not you know skin and bone and i was like okay this is kind of cool but now i figure do i have to go back to book one to really understand hold on man did you just use the term bio infrastructure that's what it is that might be the biggest word that's ever been on this show <laughs> You're saying I, just, a, I just wanted to point that you out. You are saying a lot about this show right now, man. And none of it's hey, good. None hey, of it's good. It's a simple show. Yourself, Ruben. No, it's a simple show, and we don't talk about things like bio-infrastructure. You're right, I mean, it's simple. I mean, so I'm, guess, I'm, guess, I'm guessing you all are never going to have Dr. Fauci on as a guest. <laughs> no. Not at all. No. That, dog, that dude's never talking to me. No, but, but um, I'm, I'm just saying, if you think about <laughs> what she's built on, that's exactly what it is. I mean, selfish. I'm so selfishly yes go back to book one and start from scratch but i, I even though the books are linked together story-wise particularly from behind the badge on okay um i do try to write them in such a way that if somebody does drop in in one of the later books the way you did you're not sitting there for 30 pages wondering what the hell's going on because that was my next question i was wondering if what's starting to brew right now is something that I could have picked up like four or five books ago, so that's that's, um, that's good to know. You you, you could have. Um, there there there's there's a big part of book five, the trail, the one you just bought, uh -huh. that will make a ton more sense after you've read Blood Ties, which is book two. So really, I do need to go back. Okay, I understand you, that. Well, you, you'll you'll still catch on because I, I like I said, I write it in such a way that even if betrayal is your first book you'll still have an idea okay but the the build-up from one book to the next is an integral part of the series okay i didn't intend for it to be that way i wanted it to be a series where each book was its own self-contained thing but and any other writer will tell you this we're, we're never in control the characters are in control i hear that we're, often. we're, ju we're just at the mercy of what they do okay i get that yeah because i just finished watching the clone wars and that answered a lot of questions about star wars that i really didn't understand and didn't even know existed so i'll just go back i'll just go back after i'm done with this one preemptive thanks for the support yes sir well jd um this is going to be completely unrelated and totally related all at the same time okay moby based on our based on our sports history uh -huh. and then based on this character uh -huh. I shamelessly thought this was you basically spitting in the face of Brady Anderson and his steroid season because basically you said this is Brady Anderson's sister who juiced herself. Wow. <laughs> what book is well, this in? For, 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 first of all, the last thing spelled wrong for it to be that way. Uh, I, I spell it S-E-N, not S-O-N. Um, I realize and, that, but... And, and, <laughs> Wow, that is an interesting interpretation of the text. I will admit, <laughs> I did not, I did not have that in mind. It Sub is Moby, man. That's how Moby rolled. That's how Moby rolled. 
well, you, you know, uh, the, the Orioles do play a pretty large role a lot of times in the, in the series because you, you write about what you know about the city. And what I know is that is a diehard Orioles town. I know that. <laughs> they, 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 they love their Ravens too, but Baltimore will always be a baseball town. Yeah, and that answers my next. My I had another question. I was going to ask you about that very thing. Does everything take place on the, in the Mid Atlantic area and or the Baltimore area? The, the 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 entire series is set in in Baltimore. Okay. okay. Um, I decided when I when I finally got serious about doing the series, I wanted it to be a big city, but I didn't want it to be New York, L.A., or Chicago because everyone does those. Right. And like I said, my grandma has that channel and every other news story on that channel is murder or police corruption. So Baltimore seemed like the perfect city. And, it, and it's close enough to where, even though I, I've never lived there, I've been there multiple times and I can get sort of a feel uh, of the city, the good parts and the bad parts. Um, tell you a quick story. I used, to, I used to work in the athletic department at Hampton University here in Virginia. And there was one time I was traveling with the volleyball team. We were going up to Baltimore to play Coppin State. I don't know if any of you know where in Baltimore Coppin State is. No, where is that? The, 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 the way y'all laughing is in the hood, ain't it? <laughs> uh, let, me, let, let, me, let me tell you this. Our, our volleyball coach at the time was uh, a Hispanic man from Inglewood, California. Okay. Who had seen some stuff in his day. Right. We turn the bus into the parking lot. He looks at the surroundings behind him, then goes to the bus driver and like, this thing's locked, isn't it? Wow. <laughs> it's like yeah, that. Yeah, Cobb State's in the hood, man. Cobb State's in the hood. Wow, I didn't know that. If, I mean, if your, if, your, if your school is in a city and state is at the end of it, eight times out of 10, it's probably in a hood. Well, where's Temple? Because Temple's not a state. But, but it's not t- called Temple State. I realize that. <laughs> but I'm just saying. But, Del- but Delaware State, hood. Really? Virginia State, sort of hood. Okay. I, I, don't know about, I, don't know Del- I don't know about Delaware State being in the hood. I don't know if Dover ha- I don't know, if, I don't know if Dover's big enough to have a hood. I was about to say, like, what, what classifies as hood in Dover? I mean, <laughs> Del- Del- Delaware, Delaware State is literally right across the street from a NASCAR track. That really? Is that close? I don't know. Yeah, they're, they're literally right across the street from each other. I had no idea. I've been yeah, about that track I mean, many times. De- Del- Delaware State will charge people to park on their campus and go to the race. They make more money doing that than they do hosting wow. football games. Wow. And if that's not hood tendencies, I don't know what is. And by the way, I appreciate <laughs> another NASCAR fan on this show because, you know, Ruben got all kinds of things to say. Oh yeah, because NASCAR's not a sport. That's right. You know, he's heard it many times. This, this ain't the if, first if, time if, he's ever going here. If I if I had five dollars for every time we had that argument on our show back in the day, I would have probably paid my student loans off by now. Wow. <laughs> Literally on on spike, we were in the show, and blah blah. blah and the last yep. thing we said is NASCAR's not a sport. And you go yep. quick. That's I, and, I, and, Ru- Ru- Ruben's, Ruben's sign-off was NASCAR is not a sport. You remember and, it. And, yep. Don't be Kwame. Yep. Don't <laughs> don't be Kwame Brown. <laughs> look, look, AG, man. Petty, Petty started when I was much younger, man. I mean, During my college years, the Petty was it. Straight up. Yep. Never and mind. I would say it, and, and JD would always look at me like this. You know, I mean, I just got. It, just, it just, just got to the point where I didn't respond anymore. 
Like, you know what? He's not worth not a anymore. response. He's never really been worth a response, but sometimes I'm just saying. Because he's going to say all the same stuff he's always said. I'm going to say all the same stuff I've always said, and neither one of us is going to change anybody's mind. Understood. Understood. Yeah, but when you control the off button, you always have the last word. <laughs> and if you can't, I'm just saying, if you can't get your show out because of me, I'm just saying I control a little bit too. So what are you doing? I mean, you can cut it. <laughs> <laughs> then I just say I keep saying it more and just make you work hard. No, nah, I just won't give it to you. I mean, <laughs> that's real dirty. That's real dirty. Oh, and what you do is it? I mean, I gotta find a way around that. Cause you better find a way. Because if you piss me off, I'll just be like, oh, I ain't gonna got you. I ain't got your show. Whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa Where is he going to the whole piss? What? Piss what, off what, what? 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 We going to the piss off? Hey, I'm, I'm neutral. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm neutral on this, man. I mean, next thing you know, going to Switzerland on this. Yeah, I'm neutral I mean, on this. <laughs> next thing you know, you're gonna breathe on me. I have to see you to the couch. Oh, now that is interesting. Cause see, if I was gonna breathe on you, I would wear a pool doily too. Just saying. Ah, <laughs> uh, nice segue. Hey, I do what I can, man. I do what I can. <laughs> so, so JD, this is the part where we start talking about other stuff, and of course, you know, some dude decided he wanted to breathe on two women, and they decided, yeah, we 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 don't like that. Can you arrest him? <laughs> so. That's what happened. They apparently, good old President Trump, it isn't one of his fault, actually. No. For the, one no. of the few things. Um, you know, he decided he wanted to go play golf up in Sterling, Virginia. And then, you know, they saw two women start arguing this dude. He wasn't wearing a mask. Shocker. And he, breath, he breathed on him. And they were just like, nah, man, that's not cool. So they, um, went to the, I guess they went to the police and they were just like, well, you got to go to the magistrate to get a, um, to file, excuse me, to file charges. And that's what they did. They filed charges, um, for, with assault because a dude blew on them. Well, the most interesting thing to me, as far as I'm concerned, is the dude was wearing a pool floaty. Now, I'm, I'm thinking about all of the surroundings. I'm thinking about the time of year. I'm thinking about just normal, like, you know, even kill people. And when I thought about that, I put it all together. Not one time did I think about somebody with a pool floaty outside of the water in the wintertime. Because he did it to get attention. He figured Trump's here with a pool, pool floaty. He might laugh and point at him. He could be like, he pointed at me. He pointed at me. Being the idiot that he is. And I mean, it's. Really? We're going to... I mean, this dude ain't Tiger. <laughs> yeah, we can go watch the friends play golf. And I promise you, I promise you, in a place like Loudoun County, Virginia, they do not appreciate all this bad press. They, I mean, might, yeah, agree, they might agree with Trump all day long, but they do not appreciate this bad press. Well, they, they don't necessarily agree either. But the thing about it is... Um, apparently, a lot of people watch the president. They want to get a glimpse of the president when he's golfing. Really? Okay, I mean, that, I understand. That's, that's, that's what people start struck. I get it. But I'm just letting you know, this dude showed up with a pool floaty with no pool. I will I mean, never come out of that. This is the only thing I got out of it, because when I read it, I read it three times to make sure <laughs> that what I read was actually what I'm reading. I'm like, are you for real? 
because it was bad enough that he's like breathing on people with no mask and actually the law should catch up to that stuff and make it at least a misdemeanor because of what the COVID-19 is. However, some, state, some states it has. Oh, it has. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, for yeah. real, when I'm looking at this, I'm like, this dude had a floaty on? Come but on, how you gonna, man. How you, how you gonna mention a floaty and not mention the important thing? That the floaty had Trump's face on it. Of yeah, I should did. mention that, but I just figured that, you know what, nah. you're absolutely right. Now it's even more interesting because this dude had a floaty with Trump's face on it and the article didn't say anything about it. The, I around mean, well, his price. The headline, that should have been in the headline. Dude I mean, he had to do it around his waist. What? Dude, I'm like, this. the headline should have read, dude with uh, Trump floaty breeze on somebody. That should have been the headline, <laughs> not the headline that I saw. I'm just saying, man. I'm like, wow. I, I was a- just thinking, but first of all, I agree that the law needs to catch up. Because, I mean, if you spit on somebody, that's considered assault. Yes, it is. So, I mean, in these COVID times, breathing on, I mean, that's that's assault. Exactly. But I, I was just thinking, man, these are the most progressive people ever. The first people ever to press charges on somebody for having bad breath. Yep. Like how many times have you been stuck in a conversation with somebody and you wish you could arrest them for that? <laughs> <laughs> and all you can do is offer them a mint. I'm just you know what I'm saying. You got you got to be casual about it. I'm like, hey, thirsty? You thirsty? I mean, you, you, I got a fruit fruit punch over here. You want some gum? <laughs> <laughs> I usually just I got you, dog. I just and breathe these, through my and mouth. these people just went straight to, hey, man. Um, if you don't get up by my face, I'm gonna have to arrest you for that breath, man. Like that's <laughs> citizens arrest up ahead, man. Like we <laughs> can you Go imagine? Can you imagine somebody being served for that? Like you being, you know, you got a warrant out for your arrest. What breath? <laughs> I, mean, nah, but, I mean, you laughing, but if any one of those two ladies shows up uh, COVID uh, positive, oh, you can't. Then oh yeah, they have complications, and somebody gets really hurt or dies. Man, I'll be, I'll be murder. You talking about assault, involuntary manslaughter, civil suit? You talking about all types of things, man? Yeah, exactly. Man. You can keep playing if you want to, man. I'm telling you, man, that is not cool. But no, we're gonna talk about that floaty though. We ain't talking about that. <laughs> Literally, that floaty is like in one paragraph, a, a one sentence in a whole article. First of all, more, more time on the floaty than the actual. Dude, come on, how did they know. even get in a conversation with somebody with a floaty? Because I'm not even talking to somebody wearing a floaty. You know what I'm saying? I'm just not doing especially, it. Especially a Donald Trump floaty. Yeah, I'm just not doing it. Like I'm not. I'm, I'm not I'm saying staying away from that person. <laughs> like you stay I mean, over there. I mean, he was wearing a Trump shirt and an inflatable pool tube with Trump's likeness on it around his waist. We got yeah. nothing to say to each other. We got <laughs> to say. This, this, this isn't a politician. This is a cult of personality. Yeah, this... this. You, you, mean, you, you, you never saw a Ronald Reagan floating. Well, Not that people not. took out their house. <laughs> we were different. It, it's, it's like I said earlier, these people are glad to tell on themselves. True, and we were talking about and, it a couple um, weeks and, ago, man. And, and, I mean, and, in a way, in a way, I'm glad they are because it makes it easier to stay away from them. We were saying those very words on election week. We sure were. So, I mean, this, I mean, death by floaty, man. Death by floaty. <laughs> right. It's 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 like I I used I used to tell people all the time. I wish there was a way for me to tell someone's a butt without me having to interact with them. And then lo and behold, we got Trump buck. Trump bumper stickers and make America great again hats. There you go. Not wrong. Not wrong. Yo, man, silver spoons, man. We got to talk about silver spoons, man. 
Why does he look so pitiful in the picture? I don't Yo, know. He looked like somebody just shot his dog in a picture. Well, man. maybe because he looks like that because he's he's finally finished off the rest of his career by doing this. I thought it was already done. Well, I'm just saying he finished it off. I mean, he did Silver Spoons 40 years ago, man. That's crazy. No, but he was on NYPD Blue. He's had work. Like I said, he was doing Silver Spoons 40 wow. years ago. Wow, come on, man. <laughs> Who did, he end up, did he end up killing himself on NYPD Blue? I don't know. I didn't watch the show. Exactly. Nobody did. That's not true. That shit was on yeah, for that's, years. That's I watched it briefly, but I don't remember. Yeah, he was a horrible cop. Well. Weren't they all? <laughs> well. <laughs> and what's sad is I didn't know, I didn't even know who y'all were talking about until you mentioned NYPD Blue, and that's when it clicked. Wow, so you remember so the spoons doesn't mean anything now. Oh, that's right. No I keep forgetting you're not old. <laughs> I just want hey JD, thank you because. I felt the same way. Like they were saying, silver spoons. Man, I'm like, I keep okay, you say NYPD. I'm like, oh, okay. I yeah. keep forgetting, man. Ten, <laughs> then, ten, then ten years. Okay. Ten years is a long time. That's a big gap. But he, Ricky Schroeder started out with uh, what? What's Carlton's real name? Man, I don't know. Well, anyway, they start Alfonso on Silver Spoons. Yeah, yeah, that's right, Alfonso Ribeiro. They start. Yeah, they start on uh, Silver Spoons together. Back yeah, in the kinda... about the early mid '80s, and yeah, that's the good. first time I see Jason Bateman was on that show, Alfonso Ribeiro was on that show, and, and the it, show was terrible. No, it wasn't. It was awesome, man. It had Linda and Linda. What was it Linda? Not Linda Gray. The show was terrible. No, it wasn't, man. Why you stop? Why is everything the terrible? Show was not good. Anyway, we're going on without you. Anyway, like I said, that's where it started. <laughs> so that's where older people know Ricky Schroeder from. That man, and, it won't uh, nothing but it won't nothing but a reverse. Uh, uh, different strokes, man. It how was you figure terrible. that? No, how you figure that? No one was adopted. What? Ricky Schroeder was adopted. He was adopted. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, I like I said, this old this old folk conversation. It really is. It really is. <laughs> it really is. It still wasn't a good show. Man, we moving on, man. Anyway, that's where he, that's where my first introduction to him was. But this whole thing with him saying, I think the biggest thing that I got from the article was he claims that this kid is innocent. And I'm like, he, he killed a couple people. What are you talking about? So, man, so, I was done with this article after the second paragraph. Yeah, we have said, to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Schroeder, an ever supportive of gun ownership and 30-year NRA member. Yeah, about to done. Like, I, 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 I couldn't even remotely defend this dude because you gave money to $100,000 to help, you know, free Kyle Rittenhouse. And it's like, dude, he walked across state lines to kill some people. Yep. Like, really? He had his mom drive him. Yeah, he couldn't even drive himself. And, and, yet, and yet he had that gun. And he walked past police. Hey, what's up, man? Hey, they handed him behind the line. Hey, he's got an AR-15 in his hands. Like, well, what's hey, up? it's like JD said. <laughs> look, that's look, all. And, and this is and this is the one time. This is one time where Twitter was a benefit because I saw all this unfold in real time on my timeline. Wow. So wow. it was it was horrifying in the moment, but now to see. Yeah, I mentioned earlier, a cult of personality. There's a cult of personality around this kid. I mean, we, yeah. we've got, I don't remember the guy's name, but it was one of these Republicans that just won their congressional race. And he's screaming, all caps on Twitter, 
Kyle Rittenhouse for Congress. A, he's too young. B, I don't know if you can run for federal office when you're a convicted felon, but if anybody can do it, it's probably a Republican. <laughs> don't laugh because Trump was our last president. I'm just telling you right I mean, now. anything possible. Exactly. I'm waiting for him to pardon himself because you know what's going to happen. And you know Trump could do this. Trump could do that. Either, either, either that or the morning of January 10th, he'll resign so that Pence can do it. Yo, you just, that was next level right there. That was next level. I hadn't even thought about that. And I'm surprised. Like, like the, like That's the, not like the you, man. The morning of January, the morning of January twentieth, when everybody's focusing on on Joe and Kamala, they'll just kind of sneak that one in there. Like, oh, by the way. But here's JD, the thing, JD. I've had a theory that Trump is going to not leave on the day he's supposed to. He's going to leave two days early. He's going to leave the country, oh and he's not coming back until 2024 when he runs again. Well, and we know he's got a place. Let, 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 let me put, let me put this to you. We all know what happens to Russian assets when they're no longer useful. Ooh. Oh, did I just do that? My bad. <laughs> you see, that's the thing. They're still using him. That's why they, he's going to go to Russia for a couple years and then come back and, r- and run again in 2024. See, I, I don't think I don't think he's going to run in 2024, but I think he'll leave that little carrot dangling out there to keep the rest of his party in line because they'll know that if they something to piss him off, they're going to piss off all his voters. I, yep. Man, they True. might be the biggest dumb bunch of dumb idiots I've ever seen. See, look, they, they, you, they're not look, dumb. They just, they just, you know, somebody got them by the balls right now. There, That's, <laughs> there are people in Georgia on the Republican side who are threatening to boycott the Senate runoffs in January because Georgia did not adequately kowtow to Donald Trump's wishes. So they're they're willing to threaten those two Senate seats because cult of personality. I mean, and, and you know what? Refuse to vote to own the libs. See how that works for you. I mean, I don't I don't think that's a smart move. But hey, you know, we think it's smart. I mean, I mean as long as they think it's smart, we good. My wife was telling me about that, and I started thinking. I said, "Wait a minute! If you don't vote, you didn't vote. So how you win if you didn't vote?" But they seem to think it's a great idea. And then we got, because see what they're doing is basically if they say they're not going to vote, they're assuming the other side, well, they're not voting, so we should win on a last side, so I'm not going to vote. Nah, man, no. they messed with the wrong one down there. Stacy got stuff going on. They messed with the wrong one. I'm telling you, I, CNN. They, they, they're going to they're, they're gonna wish she had won the governor's race two years ago. Exactly. Because yeah. I'm telling you, CNN helped us understand exactly what population means. Yeah, and, and people you know, know have that knowledge now, and it's just like, oh, I'm gonna just show up because I know the whole state doesn't matter. It's just density of population. So it's, keep playing. It's like I saw they showed the map of Nevada during all the coverage, and there's these two little tiny blue dots, yeah. and the rest is red. And everyone's like, wait a minute, how is Joe Biden winning? I'm like, because that red stuff is sand. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, exactly. the blue it's dots are where all the people live. <laughs> yeah. It's called hey, you said the red it? dots are saying. Like, yeah, cact- cactus don't vote. <laughs> wow. People don't wow. realize this, but Virginia's gotten blue because of Northern Virginia, the Richmond metro area, and to a lesser extent down here in Hampton Roads, because that's where all the people live. I'm not gonna lie, man. So I'm watching I'm watching the Virginia stuff, and it's like 70% in. 
and it was like Trump crushing it. And I was thinking to myself, yeah, I bet there's a whole lot of people out there like, yeah, Virginia could turn red. And I'm thinking to myself, and, it, you, and then they show like Northern Virginia, and it was still pale. And I was like, Northern Virginia the fool. Yeah, boo boo the fool. Northern Virginia's going and show nothing, what, a day and a half is blue. And all those people are probably very upset. And it's just so, it's just so happening that that part of Virginia is also high COVID. But I digress. It's, it, it's, it's high COVID, densely populated, and there's a lot of people who work in the federal government live up there. They have been working under this fool for four years. Oh yeah, they're ready to go. So I tried, we all, like I said, we almost made a show without like Trump doing stuff. And at the last minute, he comes through like he always does. And he's he, waiting for us. Yeah. He sends out the tweet saying that Biden can only enter the White House like he can stop him. As president, if he proves that his ridiculous 80 million votes were not fraudulently or illegally obtained. 80 what? million? 80 million? Yeah. <laughs> so if they were fraud, don't you think your 73 were fraud? Too? I mean, what is wrong with you? And then... Not, not- and then he says, when you see what happened in Detroit, Atlanta, Philadelphia, and Milwaukee, massive voter fraud, he's got a big unsolvable problem. No, the problem solved is not voter fraud. You're an idiot. Keep moving. And then, of course, right under it, Twitter. I love Twitter, man. They got a little thing in red that said, this claim about election fraud is disputed. <laughs> they're still going to kick. They're, they're going to kick him off when he's no longer in office. Two things. One, all those cities, Detroit, Atlanta, Philly, Milwaukee, what do those four cities have in common? Oh, yeah, read between the lines on that one. We all A lot of black know. people. A lot, 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 lot of black, black and brown. <laughs> I, I know I'm better at hearing the dog whistle than most, but. <laughs> and secondly, I find it interesting all these claims that the election is fraudulent when president aside, the Republican Party actually did. Really well. well. They they cut they cut into the House majority, and if if the Democrats don't take these two runoffs in Georgia, they're going to hold the Senate. So, yeah, how were, how is that not fraudulent? But the president is when you're all when it's all on the same ballot. You're not getting separate ballots for separate races. Correct. Because if we, if it was let's just say the votes were fraudulent, don't you think McConnell would have lost? Yeah. We right. took them all out. I mean, they, we can't yeah, just leave one there and be like, "Yeah, we cheated." But it's, we like just had to, to pull it's, it's this mass—it's this massive conspiracy in which the Democrats neglected to get rid of McConnell, Graham, Collins. Yeah, because Graham be the first to go. Like, if we, if we were going to conspire to get rid of anybody, <laughs> Graham got to go. <laughs> and Graham almost went. I mean, but, he, he came closer than he did in a long time of going. But McConnell, I, he beat that woman to death. That's, that was I wrong. Think, I'm, I'm fairly certain that Trump and his enablers know all this. They're counting on A, their supporters not knowing it, and B, they're counting on their supporters to keep giving them money to fight these bogus lawsuits because the money's not going to the lawsuits. The money is going down to pay off the debts that Trump's going to have to pay when he's no longer in office. Yep, we talked yeah. about that today. Because this, this this guy that wants to sue him for two point five million dollars because of what JD just said, he ain't gonna get his money back. But he's trying to sue get it. But he's trying to sue to get his donation back because he's not well, using the donation money for his legal counsel. He's using it. 
<laughs> he's using it for I, I, just what JD said. And, and and the fine prints in in the emails they send out too. But I don't know if y'all saw this about a week or so ago. The the Trump campaign announced they wanted a recount in Wisconsin, and Wisconsin said that'll be seven point nine million dollars, and we need you to pay that before we start. Yeah, he only did part of it. And paid yeah, the Trump campaign out. was like, well, just use two counties then. And it's like three million dollars. <laughs> and, and, and you know, the man has a history of not paying people anyway. This goes back to his real estate days. So, man, that's so <laughs> funny to hear a rich person have to say, "Let me put something on it." <laughs> I, I, no, I hit you on the first. <laughs> Can I get that on layaway? <laughs> but see, the funny the, thing the, is, the, he's the, not rich though, man. He's leveraged. He's just right. he's playing rich. That's, that's yeah. why he doesn't want us to see his tax returns. It's not because we'll find something tying him to Russia or anything like that. No, no, it's, it's just he ain't got we'll, no money. We'll, we'll, find, we'll find out he's not really as rich as he claims to be. Which is the part that blows my mind the most is when people say they voted for him because he's a good businessman. I'm like, he is? He's a horrible businessman. But we all knew he, that. He went bankrupt running a casino. <laughs> That's hard to do. It really is. <laughs> I mean, the people just stop coming. I mean, after a while, no, 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 no. Not, just, not just that. He went bankrupt running a casino in a school, a college, like colleges, a private college where people had they to pay su- ridiculous tuition. <laughs> they sued him for that too. Yes, they did. And he's got a whole bunch of civil suits and criminal cases just waiting for it. You but, know, but he's a good businessman, though. That's what I was about to say, man. The people who can't, who can't wait the most till the 21st, New York State boy. <laughs> yep. When he is out of power, he's getting he's getting that. You have and, been and, served. And, <laughs> and look, that that guy he just pardoned Michael Flynn. And you pardon him, but the Fifth Amendment doesn't apply to him anymore. Nope. So he can be called to testify. And ooh, I didn't know that. Are you fifth. serious? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if and if he lies, they can bring him up on perjury. Wow. Okay. And we we know he lies to the feds. He's done admitted it. I mean, this is gonna. I think. I think the uh, the 21st through the rest of his life is gonna be more interesting than his presidency ever was. He's going to Mar a Lago, man. He ain't coming back. I'm about to say he ain't gonna be here, man. He's not gonna be here. Okay. Yeah, he's, well, he's gonna. Yeah, he, y'all gonna have to be right for this not to play out the way I think it will. I mean, he's gonna be here because he can still he gonna still be on Twitter. He gonna still be here. He just ain't gonna be in this country here. Yeah, he gonna be he gonna be from a country where it has no extradition laws. Monaco, here we come. But see, you gotta have money to be in Monaco. I mean, he's got. He, I'm pretty sure he's got stuff stashed away. He's got money in China that he didn't tell nobody about. I mean, you know, whatever. The Trump Foundation. Okay. You think that's helping people? No, it's helping him. Okay, I believe you, but I just he's too leveraged. I just don't think he has any money. I think I, it, I think if like, one of his limousines for, broke down, he couldn't afford tires on it. I just don't see four hundred million dollars in debt, and we have no idea to who. There it and is. We'll never know. There it is. Well, in his words, he said he took out some loans from a bank to do them a favor. <laughs> that's what he said. That's real. That's what he said. I remember that. That was. That's what he said. He said I took out a few <laughs> small loans with somebody. They, they, they were begging me to take money, so so I did him a favor and I took out a few small loans. Ain't no bank begging anybody to do anything. Well, well that's first not of all, true. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to find a bank to beg to give me some money. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you know, the crazy part is. Trump has unfortunately taken over our lives for about five years now. So we're hoping at least 
gives us at least half of it back after he leaves. But once again, he's not going out without a fight because he ain't got nothing else better to do. It's a pardon everybody, including himself. He's gonna pardon. He's gonna pardon Kyle Rittenhouse, guaranteed. But well, we already yeah, said that. But my but, thing is, what's, what's the over under on him showing up to the inauguration the way he should? Nope. The way he should? Um, never. Uh, never. Now. <laughs> never. Everybody's like, what? <laughs> See, if you didn't say the way he should, I'd probably be like, yeah, he might show up. But no, the way he should? Nah, he'd probably try to interrupt the inauguration. They had to take him off. They had to do him like, do him like, what is it, head of state security? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Biden's already said it numerous times. They know how to get trespassers out the White House. Truth. And I mean, I think I think Biden got some hood in him. I'm just letting you know. You think? I think. Nah, man. Biden. Uh, Biden's not I the will, dude you want to mess with, man. I, I will. I will say this. Joe Biden was not my first, second, third, fourth, or fifth choice. But looking how everything is panned out, I think he was absolutely the only one who could handle not just defeating Trump, but all the nonsense that has followed. Truth. I mean, you said exactly what I said months ago up here. (laughs) Because if, if you look at what's going on, every little thing everyone's freaking out about and and Joe will just have a nice quippy one liner and then just move on to, okay. What, what's the actual work I've got to do? But I mean, he apparently he understands how to deal with a narcissist. So, I mean, it's textbook. So yeah, you're right. I mean, and, and, I, and, and I think with, with all the shenanigans of not only the transition starting late, but the very real possibility of all these different departments trying to sabotage him before he even gets there. I think the fact that we've got somebody who was already in the White House for eight years is a big plus. Yeah. And I... I, I I do think there's something poetic about the fact that Barack Obama's vice president is the man that brought down Donald Trump. If it couldn't have been Barack himself. So, so before we go into our next one, I, I have to say, you know, there are times in life where I probably shouldn't watch television. And then I did today. And I turned to CNN. And this fool says about, oh, you know, we should have the we should have the um, vaccine in a couple of days. First of all, FDA ain't meeting until the 10th of um, of December about that. And then on top of that, he was like, we can't let Joe Biden get credit for the for the vaccine. And I was like, what? Where did that come from? <laughs> I was like, come on, man. Who cares? It's textbook, man. It's textbook. These people also said the vaccine would be ready before election day. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, because it was supposed to be gone the day after. Poof. <laughs> yeah. But then, you know, him and all his crew got it. So I guess it didn't go away. But, you know, we're going to talk about the holiday season a little bit. But, yo, man, what is up with the Charlie Brown tree at Rockefeller Center, man? Yo, 2020. I just, I just, it's a 2020 uh-huh. tree. Yeah, I just need to have one ball and it just falls over. Cause that's the greatest. That's the greatest Charlie Brown tree ever, man. That Cr- thing crash, crash right into the skating, the ice skating rink. Yeah, I mean because that thing is the worst, and I don't really give a crap about the tree, but it's like, come on, man. You it's like, it's like one of that. those you had one job moments. Yeah, that's for real. That thing looked like it's malnourished. It looks like it ain't had food in like a week, and it's just like, 
Isn't that man, part, y'all isn't missing that part, it, man. Isn't that the part of the tree where you're backing up to the corner so ain't nobody got to see it? Yeah. <laughs> y'all missing it, man. Like, this, this is... This tree is inspiring, man. Like, this tree is representation of hey man this is 2020 it's bad but we're gonna get through it man this tree is symbolic of 2020 it's symbolic of it yeah it's a little deformed it's flat in some areas we got some areas we wish we get rid of but it's still here you know but you know look 2021 right around the corner we right there you know it's the christmas tree don't you and man, I mean, what's the problem? You can put all the Moby you want on this. That's a trifling <laughs> Christmas tree, man. It look like it's like when you get it out the box and you don't you don't feel like taking all and straighten all the all the stem all the li- the leaves and stems out. It's trifling, man. It's like, but what you did say is true. This does represent this year. I promise you that. Look, man, what I'm like that, at right Christmas, now. that Christmas tree got COVID problems, man. See, <laughs> see this beard? When I put my mask on, parts of it gets flat. You know what I'm saying? I can't get it right. So basically, they probably had COVID mask on the tree. You know, they was trying to be safe. You know, he was around other trees. They was like, hey, man, we, you know, we can't give you six feet. So we just going to put this mask around you. So, you know, they just got to pick it out a little bit. I, I, I understand. You just got to pick it out a little bit. It'll be all right, man. Man, what about the spots where there are, there's nothing? There's just nothing. Look, man, get LeBron James Barber. Spray wow. that stuff up there. Wow. I'm just not going to win. I'm going to just, you know what? I'm going to take that L because I am not going to win. It's like talking to Ruben. It's like talking to Ruben. Never mind. Never mind. You trying I mean, to say But that stuff was dripping down was black, man. What is going on with that? Somebody hit somebody hit Giuliani with some just for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even men. It's just for me. <laughs> Look, I know I'm the young end on this show, but I'm old enough to remember when Rudy Giuliani wasn't a punchline. Hey man, we talked about that last exactly. week. I was like, look, man, his fall from grace, like just 20 years ago, man, just 20 years mm-hmm. ago, he was like America's poster child for politicians. Like, he was the king. Like, oh, he's the dude that handled 9-11 gracefully and got us got us through. And now he's the dude with you no know, relaxer running down the side he's of his a face. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought, I thought he, had get, he had to get his end straight, man. Wow. You know, you know, get that, that new right. growth is coming in. <laughs> George W. Bush's two best friends right now are Rudy Giuliani and Donald Trump because between the two of them, we've forgotten how bad he was. Yo, no, not even forgotten how bad. Like, black people got a special place in their heart for Bush now. You know, because you know what happened? We saw Bush hug Michelle Obama and we yep. was like you know what they were all he buddy must buddy. be alright he must be oh. alright oh if Michelle, <laughs> if Michelle likes him I mean it's yeah. David but he gave David. Michelle like a piece of candy because apparently like he knows Michelle likes the candy she gave him a hug we was like yo we didn't even know all this see we believe Kanye when he said Kanye when Bush doesn't like black people now we looking like why did we listen to this guy <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. That's very true. <laughs> oh, I mean, but think, about it, but think about it this way. It's like, at least when Bush decided he ain't feel like doing no more work, he didn't mess up the country. He just disappeared. 
We've well, been sitting here for I think, three I think years. at the time, we hadn't experienced anything like what we've experienced now. So when you look back, it's so bad now, you can look back with fondness. That's what I, mean, I think. Yeah, I think we mistook a lot of Bush things to, oh, Bush doesn't care about people. And really, it was just, Bush was like, don't make me do stuff. Like, I didn't I didn't even really want to <laughs> be president. Don't make me do stuff. My, my, <laughs> me do stuff. Like, <laughs> if George yeah, Bush could have just been the president and never had to do anything, he would have been happy as hell. He could just been president and never had to do anything. Look, this this is this is my personal theory about why we've been stuck with Donald Trump for the last four years. In hindsight, I think we as a country vastly underestimated the racist backlash to Barack Obama being nominated, being voted president, and the fact that we voted for him not once but twice. A lot of people just looked around and decided, let's just burn the whole thing down. The South shall and, rise again. And, and that we talked about that like very that, thing yeah. on this show. We talked about that very thing. And they lost the first time, so I don't know what they're talking about rising again for. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, man. <laughs> look, the next time y'all need to pay attention to these people because I think you slept on them. I told you this before. I think nah, you slept on them, I old thought, people that got I good thought, credit. You got good credit. That's the whole thing. They elect. I mean, we had a president who had bad credit and got elected and said that he could he could do stuff, but he had bad credit. It doesn't matter. He sounds like them. And everybody else is telling them how bad they were. And like JD said, you voted for a black man. You can't do that. Come on, man. You, you got to pay attention to what's disenfranchised. Whether it's right or wrong, they were still disenfranchised. And you can tell by this election, all 47% of the country was like, yo, I vote for him again. Look, 11 million more people voted for him in 2020 than in 2016. There it is. Yeah. And that's a bigger, and, that's a, that's a and, more and, important and, number. And he hates all the same people they hate. There it is. Because like I said, so, because so, he sound, so, like I said, he so sounds like them. If, he sounds if, like if, them. If, if, if I'm a Trump supporter, I'm sitting here going, yeah, things aren't that great for me. But as long as they have it worse. There it is. I'm and, okay. And Mo said, he Mo quoted... Um, uh, Teddy Roosevelt. No, it wasn't Teddy Roosevelt. It was uh, Kennedy's successor. I can't think of his um, name. Lyndon B. Johnson? Lyndon yes. B. Johnson, yeah. You quoted, the, and he said, man, we have talked about everything you're saying right now on this show. <laughs> because it's, it's true. It's true. Because I told him about my mother-in-law. My mother-in-law don't play that, man. It's like, and if she tells me she's not mad, she lying. The first political thing she ever said to me was Barack Obama was an idiot. I'm like, here we go. Here we go. So I'm just I'm just saying. Disenfranchised is a, it takes a lot of different she said that, Hey. Actually, man, her life is taking a turn for the worst. Because I promise you, her grandsons, her granddaughter, her daughter, uh, she's hurting right now, bro. She's hurt. She'd be alright though. Because she, be she got you. What? <laughs> okay. Hey man, you always gonna be there. Even I though am? you don't like her views. I mean Okay. Trying to, I mean, you know, all I know is we only got four United States. We gotta figure out a way to re-annex Florida back in, man. Why's that? I mean, because eventually we gonna I wanna go to, you know, Orlando and I'm not trying to eat a passport. <laughs> So, so JD, just to bring you in, Mo, Mo B uh, has Chris in Florida. 
an international um, country. Because at the beginning of the COVID, they won't trying to do right by the COVID. Man, I don't know what's going on. Won't be now. He just kind of like whatever. But <laughs> yeah, so he's like, you know, the country stops in Georgia. That is hilarious, man. Y'all are just wrong. It's like it's like that old Bugs Bunny cartoon where he takes out a saw and just like this Florida. <laughs> Pretty much. That's exactly what Moby did. They flew by themselves. So wrong. So I mean, I mean, it is what it is, man. What is what what is this guy just decided to to bounce? He'll be back or not. <laughs> well, well, we can't wait because. So we got We got my so, five to do. That's right. So, JD, you get to join. You're the first guest that ever gets to join the my five. And nice. Plus, you're the, you're the first guest that we've done this way too. But you know, live and stuff. So remember, just so I advise you what it is. But is uh, I mean, oh wait a minute. There it is, Moby. Yeah, Moby. Um, Florida kicked me out, man. Florida kicked me out. Wow. <laughs> Ron DeSantis is listening. <laughs> he hacked. He hacked into your computers, like, son, you out. Them Florida, now you're just like the, us. those Florida insurgents. Wow. <laughs> okay. So, so you once again back back in time. We're about to do our my five, and this week. The My Five is very simple. <laughs> it is five things we hate about the holiday season. So, AG, start us off, brother. Five things you hate about the holiday season. All right, five things I hate about the holiday season. And I, it, when I was younger, I didn't mind it at all. In fact, I kind of liked it, was the travel. But as I get older, traveling. Yeah, that's cool. Not I my thing. That. Not my thing. Number two. For, for a season that's built on love and kindness, people are mean. Mean and aggressive. And they wait till the, the most, the, they wait till a moment in the year, like I said, that's supposed to be warm and fuzzy to be mean as hell. And I will never understand it. Number three, office parties. Glad to Rona helped me out with that. <laughs> do not like office parties because it's like I spend all my time with y'all I don't like y'all when I'm there then I gotta have a party with you and pretend like I'm having fun I don't think so I'm good I'm good so hey man your office party isn't that bad no the office party itself is actually good but again I see y'all all the time and I don't like y'all then so like for real so no nah. Man, the office parties when the freaks come out. I'm about to say, yo, my wife's office party is great. I can't yeah, wait to go to the office party to watch. Just people watch. Well, <laughs> yeah, okay, if you want to do that. But like I said, when you go to your wife's office party, you don't see those people every day. That's true. And that's all I'm really saying. And when I say I that, I'm not talking about my co- my direct wait, coworkers. Wait. I'm talking about management for real. But I'm talking about some of the people that you see and the people you thought you see them doing the time, but they be the different side comes out. Freaks come out at night. Well, among Freaks the people. Out at <laughs> well, I'm just saying among my coworkers there is no shock. But I'm just letting you know that when management shows up at a at a party, they're usually still being management. So I'm like, okay. Man, I don't know how as far as you going to. Exactly why I don't like them. That's what I'm saying. Y'all's experience is different than mine. But the ones I used to go to, they were, I mean, the, the management were, I would probably say, 
they feel like they got to get out of jail free car. <laughs> not, 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 not where I work. No HR today, brother. Hey. What's up, girl? How you doing? And holler to everybody. <laughs> I don't have that experience. Yeah. Wow. Didn't you see, what was the name of that movie? Office Christmas Party? That's I heard a good of movie. It. I heard of it. Good movie. <laughs> good movie. Man. I'm telling you, you need to see that. It'll give you a whole different idea. I wish I went to an office party like that. No, no. Number four is scarcity of everything that you need at the grocery store. It's always, always gone. Your wife tells you to go to the grocery store, get whatever she needs. You get there and it ain't there. I don't like that. That Oh, well, I do need to be more prepared and get this stuff beforehand. But I'm just saying, when you need something, it ain't there because people are just hoarding it all. And let's see. And the biggest thing is just uh, number five is reflecting on people that aren't there anymore due to death. Uh, you know, like the first time you experience a, a big holiday without a loved one or a friend or whatever, whoever's passed on, that's always a little difficult. And as you get older, when I was young, I never thought about this stuff, but now it's happening. Um, so that that's always kind of a drag. But otherwise, that's all I could really think about. Otherwise, holidays are pretty good. I see you, man, with your Christmas tree in the background. That's what. That's what's up. Wait a minute. There you go. Silent, Silent, Silent night, night, baby. Silent night. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas from the Temptations. That's right. All right, JD. Five things you hate about the holidays. How early the commercial start? Ah, yes. I, I, I don't. I don't. I don't need to hear about the December to Remember sales event on November fifteenth. <laughs> <laughs> he said, he I called him he out. Just quoted it. Yeah, I know, right? He said, the December didn't remember. I was like, oh, snap, for real? Man, he feels some kind of way about that one. <laughs> which, which related, I, I, I don't like all these commercials that insinuate that, oh, you can just buy somebody a car for Christmas. Yeah, I, I know, right? You just took one. <laughs> how, 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 how does that work exactly? Do I pay for the whole thing or do I just put the down payment and you get the payments? No, no, you got to pay for the whole thing. So, Merry, Merry, Merry Christmas. You owe $400 a month for this car. There it is. <laughs> I mean, like, for 84 com- months. And that one commercial, when the dude buys his wife a SUV and he bought himself a truck, and then she's like, I love the truck. And I'm just like, yeah, that ain't your car. <laughs> and you know what else? <laughs> by, that, by that statement alone, I realize you're not married. I'm just not letting you know. I'm but I mean, you know. he was like, I like the SUV, but I'm just like, dog, you bought the truck for yourself. That means you got to, you got to psych people out. He should have bought, he should have bought a better SUV. You are so not married. She would have taken that one too. In fact, what, whichever, whichever one brought him the most joy, that would have been the one she took. Is. And actually, to be, <laughs> to be real honest, everything that he bought with his money belongs to her anyway. So we can move on from that commercial. It's the worst commercial ever, but it's still true. <laughs> I love it. Uh, number two, and, and I'm I'm actually being a little lenient about this this year because of everything that's gone on. But people who put up their decorations before Thanksgiving. Yeah, truth. No, nah, those people there's, suck. There, there, there's a there's a house across the street from me. They just moved in about a month ago. A week before Thanksgiving, the lights are up. There's a big inflatable elf outside. <laughs> they got lights wrapped around the mailbox. <laughs> And you can't wait for the day that you walk out the next morning and that elf is deflated because somebody put a hole in it. Oh, they deflated themselves. 
No, I mean, because they shot it. Wow. <laughs> My wife's a stickler for that, too. She does. She waits until today, which is the day after mm-hmm. Thanksgiving to get it done. She does not start early. I see. No, nah, man. She went to work this morning, but it didn't happen till this morning. I mean, you still you should have got the flicker and lights up, but that's beside the point. Ain't nobody trying to do all that, man. Somebody might have a seizure up in here. Have a what? A seizure. I mean, all right. Uh, number three, uh, some of the holiday specials that are no longer on TV, like a Garfield Christmas, they no longer show that. Up until a couple weeks ago, all the Peanuts holiday specials were no longer going to be. Yeah, that was cold blooded. Yeah, they were going to be streaming on Apple Plus. Hold on, man. What is so cool? Like, don't get it twisted. Like, I, I get it that they ain't showing the Peanuts episodes on TV. But don't you got them on VHS by now or DVD that's, that, or whatever? See, that's not the point. That's not the point. Some things are just a museum. Everybody should get in free to see this. And I have Apple I Plus, so it doesn't affect me, but I still understand. Shout out to PBS. That's what I was going to say. Shout out to PBS. Absolutely. Man, nobody watches PBS. They will for that. And, <laughs> you, need, and you need to watch Down Abbey and stop playing. You don't know. You just you um, don't know. I don't know. Number four. They didn't even spell it right. <laughs> number four. Um, it, it doesn't really apply this year, but typically we go visit my grandparents every year for the holidays, and we'll go to Christmas Eve mass because my grandmother is the organ player at the church, and that part's fine. What I don't like is standing up to sing the hymnals. Anything that involves me singing, I'm not a fan of. Ah. You don't just like, you don't lip sync and let everybody else do the heavy lifting? I, I, I stare down at the book and I, I do my best. But <laughs> I'm sorry, th- those 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 pews are comfortable. Once I sit down, I don't want to get back up. <laughs> that means you got the soft pews with the puffy on the top? Yep. And actually, yeah. if, he, if you're Catholic, then you do a lot of like standing, sitting, kneeling, standing, sitting, kneeling, right? Uh, we're Presbyterian and we stand, sit, stand, 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 stand. Yeah, see, I'm, and, they, and they turn, and they, they turn the heater on up there, and I'm in that cushy seat. <laughs> Man, <laughs> I oh, want you no. cushy seats in my church. <laughs> it oh, is hard, the, you, it's hardcore wood, sir. Look, I, 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 I understand that that's first world problems, but. But all of this is first world, so it the, don't matter. <laughs> the, the rich get richer on that. Uh-huh. Hey, it's what it hey, is. Man. We got we yeah. got soft seats. That's why I go to and, church. And the fifth one is weeks and weeks, if not a full month of buildup, and then within a matter of minutes, it's all over. Yeah. It's like you you've, you've opened all the presents and you've cleaned it, and it's like that, that's it. We're done. And you're left with a big bill. <laughs> I mean, I know there's the big the big dinner afterward, but for for something with that big a buildup to be over like that. See, we don't open presents after dinner. That's how they get us. You gotta be focused. <laughs> that's wow, just they that's hold, cruel. They hold out on you. That's because cruel, if man. you open if you open presents before dinner, you ain't trying to eat dinner. That's not you true. You try to play with the presents. That is not true. I can't even. Man, I can get a PlayStation Five. I'm still want that mac and cheese player. I mean, yeah, but back in the day, if you were a kid, man, you get one present, then you got to eat, and then you got to entertain, then you might get another present, then you got to eat dinner, 
Then you go open everything else. <laughs> you had a much more different experience than I had. Yeah, I don't know about that. I mean, I'll, you know, when I was younger, you just get up at three o'clock in the morning and see a whole bunch of toys and you just try to be quiet so you don't wake nobody. And you sit there and play with your toys in silence, but be happy all inside. But then when you get older, it's just like, man, why are you waking me up? Really? Trying to sleep. I mean, just saying. That's just like, I look at you now, I'm like Oliver Twist. That's like, I don't know, man. I mean, then, you know, the greatest commercial right now is that, um, oh, what's the name of that? That home insurance? Home when insurance? They, when they were just like, it was like, yeah, you know, we figured people remember remember stuff when they show something of some sort of festive magnitude and the kids are opening presents and the dude, the first kid gets like, oh, we got, I got house insurance, they'll protect us, blah, 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 blah. And the other kid's like, what did you get? I got a bike and he kicks the bikes and storms off because he managed, he didn't get the insurance. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> you kicked the bike, dog? What's wrong with you? You should have rolled off into the sunset. Where did you find this commercial, man? Yeah, I don't know what commercial you watch. Yeah, no, it's, 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 it's a new Liberty Mutual. Thank you, Liberty Mutual. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. where they run? Is they looking at the video game and like this is boring? Is that the one? No, no, it, it's, that, it's, it's another one. Okay, okay, okay. Because they say they they said that our studies show that people um, people like people like ads that make them feel nostalgic. Correct. Okay. And so they go back to a picture look like it's old. It's like like in the eighties, and the kids like, what'd you get? Oh, I got Mitch. Was it Liberty Mutual Fund and protects the house and blah blah blah? And the other kids, what'd you get? I got a bike. He's upset. He kicks the bike and stones off. And I was like, you want the insurance dog? Here you go. I'll take that bike. What's up? What's wrong with you? Your hands in the wrong place, player. <laughs> okay. All right. I don't know. I don't know who runs the marketing department for them, but they're it's good. A bunch of money they between really them are. and Geico, man. How about say all the best commercials come from insurance, man? No, yeah, all I know, right? the best commercials come from insurance. Because I mean, I, I love Jake, the new Jake, the old. What I mean, State the old Farm, the, the Geico commercials, um, Liberty, all all the best commercials are insurance, man. Yo, man, how about the, the new house commercial? Oh, we love our house, but sometimes. We get annoyed by our neighbors fencing. It's like, no, no, nah, nah, we got a fence. We got a fence problem. Yeah. Yo, and then of course you got the rat problem, which is great. By Yo, far the greatest one. That, that's pretty yeah. good. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. And, then, right and then the clogging. Yeah, we have some, we have a clogging problem. And then you got a family upstairs. First of all, why it ain't your house? Did you just bought? Like that's my first question. No, they have why a condo, a one story condo. Oh, and then of course you got the other one. Oh, we just bought a house. It's really good, but we have ants. You're slouching over Expired. there. Like, Expired. Expired. I'm just like, what's he doing in my house? Who you? Man, you ain't in my house like that. You better get, man, out of here. Excuse my language. Let me get him out of my house. And won't nobody paying insurance. No one, nobody paying a mortgage talking about expired. Okay. Hello, Aunt Joni's here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you staying out there, chick. <laughs> I mean, and I'm gonna put I'm just gonna say it. There's a reason why those people were in that commercial because it wouldn't have worked that way if other people were in that commercial. Are, are you saying there's some cultural differences? Oh, hell yeah. Because <laughs> you, you ain't coming unannounced to my house to run my house. Man, you better get up out of this, Man, stop playing. That's why nobody comes to my house. My parents haven't been to an apartment I moved to ever. <laughs> okay. 
you know. Uh, but yeah, you talking about expired. I think you need to get out the fridge, yeah. You, you're doing too much. All right, Moby. All right, so um, number five, Washington football team. And huh? because this is the time of the year where oh. I have to listen to the Washington football team people tell me <laughs> how they can make the playoffs. <laughs> and how, hey, man, you know, I, I think we can make the playoffs this year. So this, this is a, it's, it's that time. The holiday season is that time. Oh, my so God. The football team, I got to hear about how, hey, man, we're one game out of first place. And, you know, if we make a run and if we get some good quarterback play, it, it's the same song and dance every year. I love, look at this. Look at it. It's priceless. I hate this guy, man. All right. So, so, so number four, the Dallas Cowboys. And let me tell you why. Because this is the time of year where I'm hearing about how much talent the Dallas Cowboys have. And if they could just have a better coach, you know, they would be Super Bowl bound. And it's the same song and dance every year. And y'all are only laughing because you know there's so much truth. And what oh, that's no, all it's all true. It's all just not so true. much. It's all truth. It's all truth. And actually, in, 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 in the defense of the Cowboys, we start in the summertime with that. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? That's a lie. You start after the draft. Look, Yo, look, we got this. We're going to blow up this year. I'm going to be honest. I've had this discussion with Ruben. He doesn't like it. But Dallas Cowboy fans and Washington football team fans, y'all are the same people. We are. Y'all just don't realize it. I do. You just don't realize it. You're the same Washington exact team people. Fans are more humble. You're, what? you're whatever. Oh, you're man. bonded by your hatred for each Boy, other. You but you're, you're the same people. I agree. I mean, I'm not one of those people. You're but the I same agree. people. You're just throwing up different gang signs. That's it. <laughs> you're on the same block, signs. doing the same thing, selling <laughs> the same stuff, wearing a different color. That's it. I mean, Dallas Cowboys is blue and the Washington team is red. I'm just saying. No, nah, he's, 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 he's right. I mean, I've he's been to a Redskins people. game. I've been to a Redskins game one time and it soured me on the whole NFL experience. I'll never go again. The nastiest people ever. Wait, were you wearing Dallas apparel? No, I made sure I didn't. Oh, yeah. Now, I've seen it. it. I've seen it when it was Washington playing San Francisco. Literally. Like, we're playing San Francisco. Nobody cares. And this dude, head to toe, cowboy hat blue, all the way down to the cowboy boots. What? And Dallas attire, he got booed all the way to his seat. <laughs> and he was just like. He's just an idiot. He's just an idiot. But no, I'm always, hate, always right about he, it. He, I mean, he did it for that reaction. Yeah. Y'all the same people, man. You just don't know look, it, man. It's all right. Look, as, as, as a former Washington football team fan who still has two Sean Taylor jerseys in his closet, you're exactly right. We are exactly <laughs> the same. Why are you shaking your head, Ruben? Because he just he he can't admit it. He's not ready to admit it. He don't he don't want to believe you had he don't want to believe that he has anything in common with a Cowboys fan, <laughs> even though he's the same as that person. He's he's preaching to you right now. You just don't want to admit it. He's like, what, what are those two famous soccer franchises that hate each other? Um, and know. they're like literally in the same city. You talking about like, uh, um, Manchester, Manchester, Manchester and- United, and Manchester City. You're the same fan. You're just, you're just in a different color. That you're the same person. And they're like, yeah. If I was a Southie, I'd be like, no, no. You'd be the same person. You'd just be wearing a different color. <laughs> you'd be the same douchebag you are now. Just rooting for a different team. Not so wrong. Your, Not what's wrong. your number three? Number. Oh, I see how you. I see what you're doing there. <laughs> well, it's not football related. My number three thing is. Hallmark Christmas movies starting in October. 
Like, man, I can watch look, them all year round, man. They dope. And look, man, and th- and this is why I hate them so much. <laughs> a, my mom, my mom and my grandma watch them all the time. And B, if you get caught in like ten minutes of it. You're like emotionally invested, like, and I hate the fact that I get that way. Like, I'm, and I'm like, yo, I, it's the same plot line for every, every movie. You know what, movie? Yeah, I still, nah. I still want to watch it to the end. I know because you, I don't know you why. need to come out the closet. You're nah, being Ruben nah. right now, man. You're being Ruben Look, right man, now. I, I, I don't have a problem admitting it. I don't have a problem admitting okay, that okay, I get hooked. Okay, that's cool. But that's that's cool. why I hate it because I know <laughs> I get invested. And all of a sudden, I'm like, hey, I wonder how this movie that I already know how the ending is going to be, how's this going to end? Let me watch it. Look, man, all Ooh. of my homework has done is found a way to duplicate Patrick Duffy. What are you talking about? Because Patrick Duffy is used to be in all those Hallmark commercials. And he used to do the same thing. Now. It's Lifetime, too. Lifetime. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was Lifetime, excuse me. He used to do all those movies. Okay. And they were all the same person with a different name Man. and a different leading woman. Well, well, those actors and actresses have contract with Hallmark and Lifetime. That's why it's always the same people, because they have, have like five and six movie contracts with these with these. And films. they're all different like each person plays a different person, but the same thing. It's the same. It's, like, it's the same movie. Yeah. It's just a different scenario. You're in a snow cabin, or yeah. but I gotta let you. Hey, I gotta let you know. It's, it's the it's the big city person that came back to the small town that they're from that falls in love with an old high school classmate down on their luck. Like, it's the same. Yeah, nah, man. But it's what I'm saying. It every time I get stuck <laughs> in it, and she got a kid that she that he found out is his. No, they don't usually get that deep. They don't usually get that deep, man. They don't usually get that deep. But see, Netflix is in on it too, because we watch one today. There it is. There it is. I just I just I just own I just own it, man. I love that stuff. I will watch it in July. I don't even care. See, my my thing, it's not that I love it. I just can't stop watching it because i I just get like emotionally and part of and part of my investment is I can't believe they made the same movie. As the last movie that was just on, and people are watching it still, like including oh, I, I, you. It's like I, respect, I respect the hustle so much <laughs> that I'm in admiration of it. I'm almost like, why didn't I think of this? <laughs> but you know the great. I find myself getting mad at myself for being more creative than the people who are making millions of dollars. <laughs> but the greatest part about them is some of them they've actually done sequels. Same thing. <laughs> Oh no, no! There's sequels to like yeah, three and four of them, man. Like it's the same thing. Look, it's next year it's somebody James Patterson. Oh, I, I don't, I don't want to get on James Patterson, the great, the greatest hustler in writing. Oh, you mean the author James Patterson? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, well, wait a minute. What about James Patterson? Yeah, but I say the author that doesn't oh, really cool. write that the book. He right. just puts his name above the actual writer. Wow. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes the other guy's name doesn't even show up. Yeah. That'd be like that'd be like Ruben wrote the book and I put my name on it. Is that for real? Because I'm, I'm not familiar, so I don't look, really look know. At almost every James Patterson book, it, it either has just his name. Or it has another author at the bottom of the book. It says something presented by James Patterson. And then the author's name is at like the bottom in a smaller font. And then when you open it up, it does what? mention the author's name. Now, is he like an older man? He can't really write anymore? Or what's going on? What's I mean, what's up? He got money. Yeah, he's just, he, he, he's, he's the he name. Can't, he can write. He just doesn't want to. Yeah, he, he's just the name now. Now he's just found a way to make money off of other people's talent. 
wow, I had no there, idea. There, there's, there's one book he co-wrote with somebody who their name was as big as his on the cover. That was Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton. And actually, it was a pretty decent book. I actually read that book. It was, it was okay. Y'all schooling me now. I had no idea. Because every time I would go to Walmart and I see James Patterson, I'm like, okay, I just assume he wrote it. Come on. There's there's no way he could write this many books. Dude has like 30 books come out in the same year. There's no way. <laughs> <laughs> he comes up with the storyline. Somebody else writes it. He's okay. like, look, I got a character. Make it happen. <laughs> Make it happen. <laughs> so this, basically, this time, Alex Cross is going to go across the river. Write it. He's, I mean, wow. he, he literally owns Matt, the mad skills of writing. Yeah. He's a ghost. He's a ghost author. Yeah, it's, it's, ghost yeah author. pretty much. <laughs> I had no idea. I had no idea. Okay. Man, y'all keep sidetracking my list. But yeah, the hall. But <laughs> <laughs> no, you sidetracked yourself when you said the damn Hallmark stuff. Number two is, um, I hate rapping gifts, man. I hate it, man, because I'm not good at it. Like, I'll be honest. The reason I hate rapping gifts is because I'm terrible at it. No matter how many times somebody who's really good at it shows me how to do it, they can walk me through it, guide me step by step, and I'll get that one right. And as soon as they turn their back, it's over with. Like, he said, I'll get that one right. <laughs> it's, like, it's like I need constant supervision. And I, I need a chaperone when I'm wrapping gifts. That's the only way. That's the only way it's gonna actually look like somebody wrapped it and didn't just like do the aluminum foil thing and just wrap it a couple times and stick a ribbon on it. <laughs> Yo, man, stop telling my secret, man. Because that's literally what I do. I don't even wrap them anymore. I just get You'll a be bag the guy who clicks the gift wrap option on Amazon. Wow. I am, I am that guy. I am that guy. Or I'm the dude that'll go buy something and then go to the mall where they're doing the gift wrapping and act like I bought it from the mall just so they'll gift wrap it. See, that's jacked up. That is so foul. You know, man, I just, you know, that's the cool thing about having like older nieces and nephews, man. Yo, man, here's an envelope with some cash in it. Exactly. Y'all need to and get then, that gift card game going. And then, of course, when my niece, she's seven, <clears throat> yo, man, if it fits in a, a nice bag, I'll pay 99 cents for the bag, and I might put some newspaper or something on top so you can't see it. Here you go. That yeah, way she ain't open that up. They got the gift boxes now that look like a wrap box, but really it's just a it's just a gift box, and you can recycle them things. Man, all about it. <laughs> yeah, on a sidetrack, has it... Has anybody? Oh no, nah, ain't nobody sidetracking, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's <all> me, right? <laughs> Have you ever heard of an LOL doll? No. Moby? Nah. All right. So my parents got my niece's LOL dolls past weekend. All right. Quick story. And literally, it's like a box. You do not know what you're getting in it. You get eight things, but you don't know what you're getting. So literally, you get five LOL boxes and get the same thing inside of each one. I know, right? It's like Hustle. it's like it's like baseball cards. When you get a pack of eight, yo, that's exactly what it's like. Yeah, it is. And you get a baseball cards, and you know how sometimes you get the, you get five packs, and there's always one dude you get in every pack, and he sucks. And he ain't yeah, worth he's the utility infielder for the Oakland A's. Yeah, he ain't worth a penny. He ain't worth a penny at that major card. And you working against the only person on the baseball card not actually in baseball motion. They actually capture him like just sitting in the dugout. Or... Wow. 
playing holding, the training game with jersey number 74. Yeah, hold, holding the bat, like with no helmet on, just holding the bat. Just. Yeah. <laughs> and so like, yo, man, she opened this joint and she went crazy. And I'm just like, I wish, I haven't been that excited about anything since, probably since I was seven. Because she didn't know what she was getting. It's literally, I lie to you not, I know my brother's listening to it. And I was like lost. She opened up a little package. Yo, it was like a little chair. And she went crazy. Oh, I got a chair! And I was like... I mean, does she have a dollhouse or something? The chair that she can use the chair? No, it's for the doll to sit in. It was just a... But they're all individually wrapped. Okay. So she, she was like, oh my God, I got a chair. And I'm thinking to myself, what? You're, you're more excited about the chair than the dude was in the freaking Liberty Mutual commercial about getting home insurance for house. <laughs> really? <laughs> I guess and it I was, was the, like, it was the December December to remember, right? Yeah. <laughs> and like literally, man, I'm thinking to myself, yo, she is really and I looked at my brother and he was I was like, I don't get it. She is excited over a chair. Like, I mean to the point where she was like bouncing up and down. You know, a hey, man, does this? That's her experience, man. Let it go. Yeah, man. I wish man. I could find that much joy. In man, me too. <laughs> like, I'm not. Jeez. I'm not even hating on it. I'm just looking at it like, man. I wish I could find that joy. <laughs> Did they sell like, that at Walmart? Like, I I'll, I'll wait in line on Black Friday for that type. Of and they were looking at me. They was like, "Do you want an LOL?" I was like, "No." But her excitement is infectious. Like, I wish I could be that excited for her. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. No, it's not. It's a good thing we're not sidetracking enough. I know, you know. <laughs> this whole show's built on sidetracking. JD, that's what, JD, this is what we do, man. This is what we do on the radio. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Same, same formula. We, yep. we, we're just not. We just haven't got any better. I see. You, you know, you, you've had personal growth, and you see, we haven't. Like, <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> Anytime right, you're having a low self-esteem day, man, just think about this podcast and go, man, I've definitely advanced from that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm able to put it up together to write books. <laughs> All, All right, right so, so number one is going to be a reoccurring theme. Number one thing I hate about the holidays, the kids' table, man. <laughs> I hate the kids' table, man. Because the kids' table don't just happen on Thanksgiving. It happened on Christmas dinner, too. Oh, God. So, yeah, the kids' table, man. I tell you, kids table should be, the kids' table should be outlawed, man. Oh, God. You should not have grown people at the kids' table, man. You, you shouldn't have to wait your turn in line, in the lifetime line, to get in a, on the adult table. I shouldn't have to wait for people to die for me to venture to the adult table. It's... it's <laughs> <laughs> you I know what? And yes, and yes, I've been at the adult table for about twelve years now. But that means I was twenty-four at the kids' table still. <laughs> I can't. Man. You sound can't. like a bitter should have been first ballot Hall of Famer right now. Pretty much. <laughs> I should have been first ballot at the adult table. First of all, it's my grandma's house. You know what I'm saying? That should trump everything. It's my grandma's house. 
I'm the one who had to go do all the grocery store stuff. I was raking the yard. I'm preparing the house. I'm vacuuming. Yeah, I should be first ballot. As soon as I hit 18, I should have bumped one of them old uncles or aunts or cousins ain't nobody like and ain't nobody seen me since last December. Somebody should have been out. Somebody should have been in the in the living room with the furniture with the plastic on it with a tray. And wow. they should have had me be at the adult table. <laughs> And look, just, I, I, don't, I don't care about that one uncle or aunt that has to be in a wheelchair, so they have to be at the big table. No, they already got a seat. Just give them a wow. tray. They don't need to be at the table, too. You know what? I can't rock with you on that one. That just means they're mobile. That's cold. Yeah. Oh, oh, my goodness. Okay, I'm going to leave you alone enough, on that It's bad one. enough I had to go make that person's plate. And then I had to walk into the adult table, and then I had to go to the kids' table, and then be a, sh- a, a free babysitter at the kids' table. <laughs> so yeah, I hate the kids' table. Number one thing I hate about the holiday. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just glad my family gatherings were always small enough. That was never an issue. <laughs> Consider yourself lucky, sir. Man, I, I do. I do. <laughs> This kids table thing. I mean, I'm thankful for family. You know, let me put out there. Thankful for family. I love all y'all. I just don't love all y'all enough to want to be at the kids table no more. Matter of fact, if I ever go back to Thanksgiving or Christmas dinner and somebody says you got to go to the kids table, I'm taking my plate to go. I'm going to be like, nope, I'm out. And let's see who take the trash out. You know what I'm saying? Let's see who's going to take the trash out now. (laughs) Wow. God, man, I need to talk to your mom, yeah. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like somehow we let you down. <laughs> or she let you down, man. That's crazy. Because, I, you know, I didn't like the kids team you. Damn, I didn't. It wasn't about that. <laughs> Jesus. Ooh, All right. Oh, man. All right that's, that's, that's Tico's five. <laughs> Actually, could have been just the one. I mean, I, I'm surprised <laughs> you didn't start with that shit. <laughs> It's a slow build, man. It's a That's, slow build. It's a, it's a slow slow. <laughs> Tell man, you need to see somebody about them feelings you got. Man, man I'm good, man. This this is therapy, man. Clearly. <laughs> this is therapy. I'm glad we can help you out. So you ain't gotta pay nothing. Damn. Oh, wait a minute. You ain't gotta pay to be up here? Wow, I really? Mean... <laughs> really? Oh, All right. I guess it's my turn now. So, number five. Five, the five, my five things I hate about the holidays. <clears throat> Most of the time throughout the year, you hear some, excuse me, pardon me, <clears throat> my bad. Holidays? You don't hear none of that. Nobody nobody has managed during the holidays. Excuse me. Nah, it's beep, beep, get out of my way. <laughs> True. Yo, I was here first. What Doesn't are you talking matter. about? Yo, people, people lose their mind and their manners. And they ain't got time for that. But you know, the good thing is they losing their managers, they losing their manager on the right one. One of these days, they're gonna lose them on the wrong one. And when that's when keeping it real goes wrong. I mean it happens every year. We see the YouTube clips hey. every year uh, of the incidents. Yeah. Like, I, I still remember seeing all those clips sure. when the when the tickle me Elmo doll was out and seeing oh, all the people. Getting beat oh, yeah. yeah. My kid I'm, I'm, surprised we ain't, I'm surprised we ain't seen no news stories of people um, getting beat up over PS5s and Xboxes. Like, what, 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 was everybody on their best behavior this Black Friday? Because <laughs> I just knew somebody was going to be getting jacked. I was, I was waiting to see, you know, man gets jacked for Xbox. Well, I think the difference is this year is the the whole the whole coronavirus thing. I think people are a little, but it but it's not close enough yet. Say that now, again in like two weeks. 
Let's come back to this. Somebody was camping out in front of the Hampton um, GameStop last night. Camping waiting out? For the, yeah, waiting for the, be the first in line for the PS5. First of all, it ain't that kind of party ever that I'm wow. sleeping in the cold. And the rain. It rained here last night. Yeah, I mean, it ain't no way. It ain't happening. So, so, so somebody was camping out of GameStop, and then there was somebody in that car camping out waiting for them to come out of GameStop so they could jack them. <laughs> <laughs> like, you wait in line. We'll be back when the store opens. <laughs> you know, and that's why you just got to have a hookup with friends and family so you can get that, that Xbox One Series X mailed to your house. And nobody knows. Well, they do now. I mean, nobody knows where I live at. Just it's a fortress to get in my apartment, though. You got to work hard. Um, Number four. Man, I hate people as it is, man. It is crowded everywhere. Like, it's just crowded for no reason. Now, even, even though we have the coronavirus going on, man, it's still crowded. Like, you're going to, like, literally, Wednesday... I'm going to Walmart to pick up some sparkling cider. It's like 20 people in each line. I'm thinking about, where y'all come from? You didn't think about doing this the day before? I just came to get a bottle and y'all want to get food. Time out. So you went you went to get some sparkling cider for that hot date? <laughs> nah. <laughs> trying, trying to set the mood. Trying to set. Come on, man. <laughs> First of all. Got some Luther playing in the background. Yeah, trying to set the mood. No, we talked about this last week. <laughs> I had to get the cider so I could eat on Thanksgiving. Because you got to put it in. in my oh, family. that's right. Yeah, yeah. Did y'all get together yesterday? Yeah, yeah. It was good. Okay. And we had some apple and grape cider. It was dope. But yeah, man, my family, you got you can't just come there with nothing in your hand. You got to bring something. Even <laughs> if it's just water. <laughs> Yo, Uncle Lloyd got the water thing on lock, sir. Nobody else brings, nobody else brings drinks or nothing. Uncle Lloyd got that. He come with the big cooler full of everything, with the with the water, with the great drink, the orange drink, Truth. whatever. He he be doing it right. I mean, because you know, if you're gonna eat, you might as well get that great drink with it. <laughs> and it's not drink. even it's not even like Sunkist. It's like Sam's Club great drink. Well, no, it's, and that's it's, okay. That's purple. That's purple, purple. My bad. My, purple. Yeah, I was about to say, I don't, I don't even know what this great drink you referring to. Is, what, what, what is See, that? These are, these are more cultural differences right now. Yeah, I, 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 I thought you was on some new stuff. Like, great drink. What the fuck? Purple. Hey, purple you, you, and you, red. You kind of exchange the pinky when you have the mug in your hand. <laughs> hey man, that's that Sam's Club stuff. When you got to go to a place where you got to have a membership to get it, yeah, you got to drink it with the pinky out. I did not know. Got, got, got your members only great drink. Wow. <laughs> I thought, it was, only wait, I thought it was members choice. Is it members only or members choice? It's members choice. But, you know, you got to pay to go buy it. <laughs> it's still purple. I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> so, yeah, man, I, I had to sit there in, in a line for like 15 minutes to buy a bottle of, of sparkling great drink. Um, that was interesting. And... Um, three, two, and one is all the same for me, man. Yo, I 100%, 200%, 300% hate Christmas music, yo. It's the worst. <laughs> I, I came into my house today and somebody was playing some Christmas music. Man, I almost threw a bottle up there and told him to shut the. Hold, hold, hold on, hold on, pause. I hate Christmas music. What about um, H Town? 
knocking boots for Christmas. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yo. I'm gonna have yes. to go find this. It's called knocking boots for Christmas. Yo, it goes just like this. Uncle Luke had Uncle Luke had a Christmas album. Yeah. Yes. It goes wow. just like this. Okay, I gotta find this. So here's the thing. There's a knock in the boots and regular song. It's the same hook. And there's a knock in the boots at Christmas. So it's like body rock and knock in the boots. That's the regular song. Okay. The, the Christmas song is body rock and knock in the boots at Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Literally. I'm just saying he ain't lying. <laughs> they got the same hustle as the Hallmark movies. Wow. I mean, pretty much. It's the worst piece of garbage ever. And like they did change the verses. The verses are Christmas related in a terrible way. Oh God. <laughs> this is worse than the original. Knocking boots on Christmas. Wow. Okay. No, no. It's on Christmas. You gotta do it the right way, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And, and, and yeah, clear, it out. Like, like the thing is, they didn't even like. It, it's almost like they didn't even re-record the hook. No, they played they the hook, and then somebody way in the background was like, "At Christmas." <laughs> <laughs> the worst man they, they, they had that third mic we had in the Woden yep. studio that's all it was Uncle Luke was like hey we need a hit and they was like well we ain't got one but this but alright I mean we'll make it work <laughs> we're contractually obligated to provide you with a Christmas song I mean we're, not, we're knocking boosting the regular times might as well knock and boost Christmas too all this is reminding me of is I gotta watch Love Actually this weekend sometime oh god yo mm. that movie is hot y'all but man come on man Y'all know what's on. Come on, man. You on that boat by yourself on that one. <laughs> man, this this podcast has gone pretty long, hasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's time to go, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. It's about that time. <laughs> man, first of all, I love actually has Hugh Grant in it, and I'm already done after that. Okay. That's it. I, okay, I like I said, I can ride by myself. I'm good. I mean, yeah, you don't have to. Okay. Unless JD trying to jump on that train. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> he said, no, I'm good. <laughs> but nah, man, I hate Christmas music, man. I hate it. I hate it because one, they play it before Christmas, like way. They playing it in November, and I'm just like, man. Sometimes some stores was playing it like on October 31st, like it was Halloween, and yeah. there was Christmas music in the store, and I'm yeah. like, yo. What is happening? I mean, do I, I feel like I feel like I need to get into a fit of rage when I hear Christmas music at the wrong time. You know, I need to hear Christmas music on the twenty fifth of December, not before, uh, not after. That's a little I mean, late, man. I mean, look, I feel like once we get to about the fifteenth of December. I am okay with like being bombarded with Christmas music. Now, I ain't necessarily got to like all the Christmas music because really, if you do like any Christmas music, you become a snob to like the variation of the song you like. <laughs> That's very this, true. That's and true. And remaking Christmas songs. I mean, What's wrong come with on. it, man? I mean, no. you kind of have to remake it. I mean, are you, you want new Christmas songs? Yeah, no, because we got nothing. <laughs> I'm just saying, like you want you want new Christmas songs, like look, just look, man. I hate Christmas music. I just do. And come on, Brian McKnight, um, and Boys <sighs> Man, let it snow. You can't rock with that. <laughs> That's not Christmas. That's about snow and the cold weather. Hey man, the Eartha Kit version. The Eartha Kit version is much better than the Madonna version of uh, Santa Baby. I'm just saying. So, so first of all, never in life <laughs> am I gonna hear either version of that song because there's nothing that wants me to think about Santa Baby. I'm just saying, Madonna. What about, no, what about, what about, what about, Eartha Kit? Oh my God! 
Oh, Eartha can't kill it, man. Okay, yes, okay. She, nah, man. Somebody what, keep what, what, what about Chris Brown's and this Christmas? That was like the oh, last appearance amazing. of the old Chris Brown. That's like that's that, like the last like Chris Brown sighting when he was like still <laughs> kind of. <laughs> Pure? The last like, Chris him, Brown sighting, almost like pure. Like it just, it just felt like he was still like, uh, like he wasn't trying to be a 2020 Bobby Brown ripoff. <laughs> I like, <laughs> I like his version of this Christmas is really good. I mean, okay. it was great. But here's the thing, man. Just because you have a hit record, why does that make you contractually obligated to make a Christmas owl? I mean, let's be trying real. to make money. But look, man. Here's the thing. I mean, NSYNC went diamond. I, did, I think the Christmas album went rubber. I mean, come on, man. And, and, and let me and let me tell you why, Ruben. Because the Christmas album, as you stated before, you just remaking Christmas songs. So there's really no money in making it. So if you sell anything, it's all profit because it's not like you had to write the song and you ain't even have to do nothing. You just singing a classic or singing a song that somebody already knows. Now. I don't care. I hate Chris music. I just do. I hate it. And I, you know, the reason why I think I hate it the most is because I've been in retail so long. Ruben so Brown, a.k.a. Long. Bah Humbug. <laughs> that's, what, I mean, that's, that's it. For now on, you buy Humbug. That's it. <laughs> Ebenezer Brown. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm going to just own that, man, because I hate Christmas music, man. Humbug Brown. I hate Christmas. Like, don't, don't get it twisted. On Christmas, I ain't got no issues. I really don't. Christmas Eve, I'll give you Christmas Eve. October 15th, hell no. I'm not giving you that. So basically, you're saying you got a a 36-hour window in which you can play these songs. I'll give you 48. Oh, okay. Let me let me find out. You giving me the morning of Christmas Eve too? That's right. But on Christmas, on 12:01, the 26th. Cut that stuff down, man. I ain't got time for that. It ain't Christmas no more. Let it go. I'm done. Take the tree down. But I ain't I mean, had the tree up in like 20 years. Hey, man, but some of the Christmas songs say in, in a happy new year. So, I mean, you ah, still got to stand it out. That's right. That's right. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a happy, and a happy new, new, year. new Year. There you go. And I don't be listening to nothing. I don't be listening to nothing. So, is that considered New Year's music or Christmas music? That's considered Ruben ain't listening to that crap. <laughs> You don't have a new year. You trying to extend that joint, nah, man? You got your you got your forty hour window. Understood. Just, that's where it is. New year begins Ruben. December twenty sixth. Apparently, <laughs> Ruben. <laughs> Ruben is celebrating festivals. He's there. <laughs> it's funny that you say that, JD, because oh, I've no. been doing some work on. I've been doing because I, I I've watched the set the Seinfeld episodes, which were horribly stupid, by the way. Um, uh-huh. Come on, man. I'm not I mean, a huge Seinfeld fan, but I'm not going to say they're terrible. <laughs> I'm not going to say they're good. I, I mean, it's not Frasier. Well. well, let me change that. It's not Frasier. Oh, I love everything y'all hate. I love Frasier. I love that shit. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw up now. Um, so, this is, so, in a couple weeks, we will do four, four episodes of the show where we would do Festivus. And... I'm planning that out now, so it's gonna be awesome. So we're gonna so air grievances it's gonna be for four an hour episodes in 30 minutes of you talking. Exactly, because I ain't got that many grievances. <laughs> no, exactly. no, no. We're gonna split it because it's four things with festivals, so we'll split them up on four different episodes. So yes, we will have a uh, feast of strength, 
we will have the area grievances. We're going, we're going to do dinner. There, there'll be one episode where we do dinner. We each will eat something while we're doing the show. What? And then, oh, yeah. And then the, the grievances other- one is just going to be you talking. I, I, <laughs> okay, it, it may, it may be me talking about the kids' table. I was going to say, okay, it's the kids maybe, table. <laughs> maybe. You gonna sit up here and lie like that? Maybe, maybe I'll mention the kids' table. Maybe I'll mention some musical artists that probably should have never Cold made mainstream radio. Cold speaking play. of which, speaking of which, I completely understand you about Post Malone. That dude's terrible. Look, man, I'm not saying Post Malone's terrible. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, don't repackage Kid Rock. And and then and act like I'm not gonna notice. Like don't don't repackage Kid Rock. But you know it's worse than that, man. It's Kid Rock with the singing ability of Ja Rule. It's the worst. You know what, Ruben? Let me ask you a question. It's the worst. Do you know what number you're on right now? Because this is about to be a nope. three-hour show. Nah, we almost done. Because <laughs> the music was one, two, and three. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's he right. said one, two, and three. He was done. Okay, yeah. but he complained about it like it was like ten, uh, ten items. I mean, I can keep going, but I'm not because that just takes. Oh, we you all out. know you can keep going. I mean, because you know, I'm not complaining about that as much as about the kid table. <laughs> you know, he got PTSD, man. Why don't you keep? Why you keep bringing it up? He keeps bringing it up. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, man, why your voice go that high, man? I didn't even know you was a soprano. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> Like your testicles went all the way up to your throat. Why <laughs> we gotta be all that? Why we gotta be all like, that? I, mean, I, I know I don't have the most baritone voice, but man, you was you was Mariah carrying that thing. <laughs> Speaking of that, one of the greatest one of the greatest Christmas songs ever. I just had to rub that in, like a you know. I mean, which Christmas song are you speaking of? All I want for Christmas is you, man. I said, I told you, love actually, bro. Come on, man. My daughter sang that song from like August until Christmas, man. And <laughs> you look so like, sad. As, as, as as a parent, I just, I mean, sometimes I feel like I just failed them. <laughs> because like, like, I mean, look, I'm proud of them. They're they're the greatest things. They're, they're my greatest accomplishments. But sometimes, you know, they'll be singing a song like that, and I'm like. It's August fifteenth. <laughs> like, it could be worse. This, this is a reflection of me right now. Like, they, is it? Like, pe- like pe- people are going to be out here thinking, "Yo, is 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 your dad out here being this chipper about Christmas in July?" Like, yo, it could be worse, man. They could be singing "Walk." I mean, first, going, first of all, come on, man. First of all. They're kids who are around other kids, so of course they know half the lyrics to that song. Anyway, they just don't know necessarily what the song is about. <laughs> they know the lyrics, but they don't necessarily know what that actually means. I can and, always count on Ruben. <laughs> and look, man, look, I, I just can't you know, say the darndest things. They made old TV show on. <laughs> you know, it's just got to be over by now. <laughs> yeah, it will be. It will be. I'm just saying. I mean, you know, you get you good, Moby. I mean, because you felt like you were, you were in a space, man. Yeah, I man. Mean, we're here to help you. He does look sad. <laughs> <laughs> you don't understand, man. When you just randomly walking around the store and you got two girls singing "All I Want from Christmas Is You," and I'm just like, I mean, what, what is you? What are they talking about? I, I don't. I don't even know. I, I don't know who they're referring to. I don't know what they're talking about. I just oh, always I go. I mean, look, their, their mom majored in music. That's it. You know, it's, it's they, look. 
Chico had that look on his face like he used to get when we were doing the radio show and I would bring up a topic that he did not want to get into because he was about to say some stuff. (laughs) (laughs) And like he was trying to hold back, but then eventually... JD, I have grown a lot. I have really done better at censoring myself. But back then, you're right. Sometimes I just like, man, it's so hard for me not to say something. <laughs> man, I don't want to talk about this. I don't want to talk. Oh, we're, we're talking about it. All right, here we go. Dang it. <laughs> uh, wow. And it's and, it, and it's funny because um, Ruben and Tico, y'all y'all know where I work now. And one of the few recordings I still have is when we did our show courtside before an actual game. Ooh, you have a recording? You need it's, to send that. It's, it's, it's one of like two that I still have. You need to send that. Was that when we were pitching it for that dude that was recording the games? No, we, we were still in school at that point. It was it was an ESPN Bracket Busters game. We were playing Maris. So we oh, like, I do oh, remember yeah. that. Let's do our show courtside, courtside before the game. And it was funny because one of the topics we talked about was the idea of the MIAC and the SWAC foregoing their NCAA playoff bid to play a championship game. Oh, the football stuff, yeah. And, yeah. and, and the three of us thinking it was the stupidest idea in the world. <laughs> and, and, and then, yeah, look what's going on now. And I'll just say that the me from that long ago was an idiot. <laughs> It's worked out far better than I thought it would. I mean, I, I have no problem owning that because I thought it was the dumbest idea, too. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is stupid. And, and what's funny is I, I, I told my boss that we had that talk on the air <laughs> once, and I told him, I said, back then I thought it was the stupidest thing in the world. He goes, what do you think now? I'm like, what do you think I think now? I was like, first of all, if I still felt that way, I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> Oh yeah, I remember that conversation. Cause I, I, was just, I just, I just, I had forgotten about it until I found the recording and I was listening to it, and I'm just, I got my head in my hands going, wow. Because I feel universe, like I was on a, I was on a island by myself on that one. The, the universe has a really good way of getting back at me when I least expect it. I think that was <laughs> one of the ways. Oh man, you got to send that to me, man. I want to hear that. Yeah, if, if I find it again, I'll shoot it to you. I, 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 it's, I've only got like two games recorded, and I think that's one of them. I kind of want to look bad. That's been forever. Is yeah, it still and, on and, I, and, and I remember, Ruben, that you were late because the weather was really bad that day. It was like sleeting and snowing, and you had a hell of a time getting to the arena. I mean, probably. Then we beat Marissa. I think we beat we Marissa. We did. We did. Badly. That was like that was like the first whiteout at the TED. It was a sold out crowd. Ag hey, man, I had hair back then, man. I was yeah, like, he did. He didn't have hair, head, man. Really? <laughs> yeah, man. It, about... it, was, it was like this is just up here. It was wow. <laughs> you rocking the J five, y'all? Yeah, the big old red J five. <laughs> I was about eighty pounds lighter than I am now. I was about the same size. Uh, I was a, a little bit bigger. We were kind of big. I mean, I would say this, man. The cool thing about doing all that stuff was two things. The press room where mm-hmm. all the food was and after listening to the post game. And like, and Jeff would be the only one of us who would ask questions. Because I'm yeah. just like, I'm just listening. 
Jeff's actually doing an article. I'm just like sitting there. I mean, as, as I felt, I used to be like, I felt like Jeff's the only one who was actually good at this. So I was like, well, I'm just going <laughs> to let him talk. Like, I'm, I'm not really good at this. I couldn't well, imagine you not but, talking. What in the world? Well, Look, nah. I did enough talking on the broadcast, man. Like, on the yeah, broadcast, I was. Tico was good while the game was going on. Yep. Like, about during, say, the like thir- during the flow of the game. Okay. That was Tico's strength. Okay. He was the color commentator. He was the expert. Uh, the, the I don't know who, who dubbed me the expert, but yeah. The the interviewing and the play-by-play and the hosting, that was my strength. Okay. And I just filled in. What is there to fill in after all that? Ruben was our on-site technical guy. And I okay. found ways to talk. <laughs> that is true. Okay. I mean, I got my okay. two-piece in. And a biscuit. <laughs> and I, I, I think I think what made what we did work was the the the, the play the interplay that we had among the three of us. I believe that. I believe that. I mean, because coming, I mean, coming in, I had no desire to like. I would never thought about doing any type of radio, sports, anything. And then I met Ruben, and they were doing it. And I did my first game with him, and I was just like, I don't know what I'm doing. He was, and it was just like, Hey, you know basketball, so just talk about basketball. And I was like, uh, Okay. That's all color commentators did. One thing I did notice, though, once basketball season was over, we flipped to baseball season. I never saw those guys again. Oh, no. Uh-uh. <laughs> I, my, my, I did all okay. the baseball games by myself. My baseball um, fandom ended, like, in, in 98, 99, and, <laughs> and I, they just started, never got me back. Mine never started till after the All-Star game because that's when the Yankees got hot. So anything before that didn't matter. All right, so we're going to finish this show up. So what we like to do on our show um, is at the end, we, you know, say, what's up? What else is on your mind? First of all, J.D., we appreciate you joining us on the show today. Um, Thank you for having me. Yes, you know, sir. first of all, before you tell us what's, what, what else is on your mind, tell the people where they can find you and your books. My website is jdkooniganbooks.com. Literally every link to everything else is on that website. You go to that website, you'll find out my Facebook page, my Twitter page, my Instagram, my YouTube page, where all my books are. They're on Amazon, Barnes Noble, Nook, Kobo, Apple iBooks, Smashwords. You can buy them from me directly. I'll even sign them for you because I'm cool like that. (laughs) JDKooniganBooks.com. Awesome, man. And you know, Definitely, everybody listening, if you like reading, then you should pick up his books. Um, And hey, you know, you got some people in here read it. So it's good stuff. And it's not that expensive, if I'm correct. No, I paid $3 for the one I bought. It's $2.99. Yeah, all of my ebooks are at most $2.99. If you go paperback, it's a little more, but still, you go to Barnes and Noble and you pay 20 bucks for a paperback. I'm cheaper than that. Awesome. So, what else on your mind, JD? Um, I understand that this year has been a great big dumpster fire for a lot of people. And I know that we're all tired of all this and we're all sick of this. But I want to give a shout out to everybody who is still taking this seriously. Everyone who is still staying home, everybody who's wearing masks everybody who's trying to social distance and not go anywhere. Um, This year was the first time that I can remember 
that I'm not spending Thanksgiving or Christmas with my grandparents. And as weird as that is, I understand that's what needs to be done because I'd like to see them next year for Thanksgiving and Christmas. And I wasn't willing to take the risk of something happening. Um, I said to my boss when this all started, I'm not necessarily worried about myself catching this virus. I was worried about giving it to my family. So other people who are still taking this seriously, I appreciate that. And I do want to caution everybody that just because the election went the way 80 plus million of us hoped it would, that doesn't mean we're automatically out of the woods. We still have a long way to go. And I know it's tiring and I know we're tired of it and sick of it, but let's keep doing what we need to do. And the more we do that, the sooner we'll be on the other side of this. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. AG, what else is on your mind? I know we spent a good amount of time talking about what we hate about the holidays, but I would hope at the end of the day, especially in particular with me, I still think it's a wonderful time of the year, no matter how many inconveniences there are. It's still a pretty good time of the year. That's what I got. Awesome. We'll talk about what we like about the holidays next week. So it's coming. But, you know, you always got to throw the stuff that we hate out. Get the, get the bad out first so you can bring in some good. Understood. Yay. All right, Moby. What you got? Um, what you got on your mind? Man, what's on my mind, man, is like this This broadcast has like been the perfect example of like what our our country should be. I mean, it's, it's four of us from in many facets, completely different, you know, walks of life, completely different backgrounds, and and many t- times completely different you know opinions about things. But um, we get along. There's a mutual respect. Um, like there's so many differences that we we focus on. That I mean, and it's always cliche to say that we have way more in common. But I mean, there's so much more that that bonds us. And like you said, 2020 has been a rough year. But I hope anybody who's who's like listen to this two and almost two and a half hour broadcast can just appreciate how different like we all are background wise but yet how much like we can get along in the midst of these differences like i would have never run into jd or you ruben if if not for odu and this happenstance you know doing you know basketball radio broadcasting like never Never would I've run into y'all, and now I'm I'm super thankful that I did because, I mean, I haven't talked to JD in almost a, a decade, and like we, we get get up here and it's like never stop talking. <laughs> so I mean, I I just hope you know this holiday season since we're not really, well, hopefully most of us are trying to not be in the large gatherings, but like just appreciate your inner circle and just appreciate the differences because the differences are what you know makes the relationship special, man. That's what's up. Awesome. Awesome. So, what's on my mind? Not a lot today, anyway. But, you know, I have to say this. I, I, I echo JD's sentiment. I echo Moby's sentiment. I echo AG's sentiment. But, man, when are we just going to wake up and realize that 
We don't have to be boo-boo the fool. And I say that because every day, this dude who calls himself our president, just, I mean, you think, you think he's turning around, he's, you know, he got the, released the money, so Biden can start doing what he's doing. You think he's turned the corner, and then you got this foolishness today. And, you know, what, you gonna make, you gotta make Brian prove that he got 80 million votes? <laughs> what kind of dumbass stuff is that? I mean, what's he gotta do? Oh, I, I know what he's gonna do. I here's a, a sheet of all the certifications for all the votes from all 50 states. I mean, it's like, you know, it is not the part where, the thing that doesn't get me, the thing that gets me, is not the part where people don't believe it. It's some people that do believe it. Out of that 73 million people voting, about 50 million probably believe that the election was stolen and you know, everything is falsified and he won a bunch of other states. I mean, for God's sakes, man, those people I'm talking to probably didn't graduate eighth grade civics. So it's like, I need for us to stop thinking that we're boo-boo the fool. But you know what? It's not their fault. It's not even Trump's fault. It is the people in Congress. Are you kidding me? You're going to sit here and let him perpetrate this dumb stuff? Like, I don't understand. Lindsey Graham, what has he got you? They got a picture of you in some, in some uh, S&M or something? I mean, dude, you got pumped out by his kids. I mean, his kids. And you won your election. Why should you even care? I mean, it's just, I, I don't understand it. It's just, you know, and then you want this dude to come down to Georgia to politic for you. When, I mean, unless you're going to do something about Stacey Dales, I mean, she's clearly your, it's not even like the people, it's her. She ruined Georgia for the Republicans and she's going to ruin them again because if you don't think every voter who is a quote unquote Democrat is coming out to vote for that, you boo boo fool. And clearly, they got enough people on that side not to vote them in. So, yeah. I need for you to wake up and realize you don't have to be boo-boo the fool. But if you continue to believe all this craziness, then you just choose to be boo-boo the fool. And if you're going to make that choice, I can't be mad at you for your choice. What I can do is laugh at you. But, you know, clearly that's not enough either. You know, I mean, I don't know. COVID exposure ended on the on the fifth of um, November. You know, after the day after election day. Oh, wait a minute. No, my bad. The sixth, we're supposed to have a vaccine already. Oh, wait a I minute. Mean, the vaccine's coming in a couple of days. I mean, I mean, at first it was supposed to go away when it got warm outside. Yeah, I mean, I'm just like, just, how many lies? I'm not trying to bring up old stuff. Just you know. <laughs> How many lies is this dude gotta uh, tell you? Yes, you are. <laughs> How many lies is this dude gotta tell you, and you still believe it? 
And if you still believe it, you know what? After a while, you're just boo-boo the fool and it's what different it is. versions of the truth, man. That's all. It's just different versions of the yeah, truth. Yeah, the, the incorrect versions. Alternative realities. That's all. Just alternative facts. Yeah. That's called fiction. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what JD does for a living. <laughs> I just don't pass it off as fact. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, unless you're reading one of his books or a Twister Plot book or something like that, this isn't going to end up good for you. So, come on, people. Yeah, not trust the science. What the, the hell? I'm over it. How many days left until he's gone? Too many. I mean... <laughs> the wannabe too many. <laughs> yeah. I, at least it's not way, way back in the inauguration day used to be in March. Yeah. Sure. Like enough. back in the back in the Roosevelt days, it was yeah, March fourth. Sure enough. Mm. Hey, can we give a shout out to the dude who got that changed? <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, they saw the future and realized. Can we can we, can we replace um, uh, some of these Confederate um, statues with statues of that guy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's the real MVP right now. <laughs> because he could like you know one day. I'm sorry, he or she, because I don't know who it was. So. <laughs> Yeah, he probably thought, you know, one day somebody's going to be real bitter and then lost. We can't be waiting till March. Anyway, jack up the country. Nah, we need to do this joint. Oh, we can't do it on the first, though, because that's the New Year's. Everybody be dead and drunk. We can't have that. We'll do it on the 20th. Okay. 19 days to sober up. I mean, <laughs> you know, and then, you know, four days after Martin Luther King's, you know, celebrate birthday. But I digress. Look, people, don't be boo boo the fool. That's it. That's all you gotta do. You, it's, it doesn't. It's not hard. Just don't be boo boo the fool. And if your friends tell you that all this stuff is true, then you need to get new friends because they boo boo the fool. Don't be them. Just don't. And ladies and gentlemen, this is the end of our extra long episode of Five Minute Warning. First of all, I appreciate everybody who listened in live and watched live. I appreciate everybody who re- who listens to this on the podcast. Once again, five minute warning. www.five minute warning um, We also on Facebook. We are also on Instagram. We are also on. Oh, we were on Twitter, but somehow that got cut off. So I got to fix that. Um, you know, we we also stuff. So make sure you know- <laughs> we own some stuff. <laughs> Social media, we own there somewhere. We all we got. Um, so. Once again, thank you to JD for being on the show. JD, you are welcome back anytime you choose. We appreciate Absolutely. you being on the show. Um, you know, once again, AG and Moby, you put up with my craziness and you put up with another two and a half hour show, which means I'm going to get yelled at later. <laughs> it is what it is. I'm just going to have to take that because hopefully um, all y'all who are listening and watching are enjoying it. Once again, my name is Ruben. This is my five minute warning. Appreciate it. We out. You can send any questions or comments to FIVE Minute Warning 19 at gmail.com. The five minute warning can now be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Breaker, Google Podcast, and Radio Public. Share, like, subscribe. You've been listening to the 5-Minute Warning with Ruben Brown. Search 5-Minute Warning on the Spotify app. Peace.
Stay safe out there.